The following podcast may contain themes and references not suitable for young people and may also contain themes and references that might be offensive to some listeners. Be advised that no ill will has been intended in recording this episode and it has been done so purely for entertainment purposes. If you have any concerns or complaints about what is discussed in the following episode, please contact us. Listener discretion is advised. Time to frock up, put on the sequence and say Guten Tag, Trump. Turin. We bring you Australia's original Eurovision podcast, Eurovision. Direct from the Eurovision capital of Australia, New York City. Now, here's your host, Ben Navratova. It is Eurovision, that Eurovision podcast that you once listened to at some point in your life and forgot existed and now we're back because... We record every couple of years, apparently, to talk about the greatest thing that happens every single year, Eurovision. We're not actually even the only Australian Eurovision podcast anymore. I think we're about the 10th, but as is usually the case with our podcast, we get taken over by all the better ones, and we just sit in the shadows and pretend to be relevant again. But it's that time of year to talk about the Eurovision Song Contest 2022. We're in Italy, we're in Turin, home of one of the greatest Winter Olympics that have ever been. Why not talk about the greatest song contest to ever been? And speaking of Winter Olympics, it's a man who loves them, but he loves this more than life himself. It's the happiest he ever is every year. He owns a home now, which he doesn't give a shit about because he can watch Eurovision now, and that's the main thing. Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to Eurovision. You're excited. You're pumped. We're back. I'm pumped. It's It's been too long. Um, and, yeah, so, so great to be back in the greatest song contest of all time. Uh, American song contests can try, uh, Canadian Eurovision can try, but uh, this is this is the OG. This is this is the where uh, all the all the money and all the stars go. I noticed you didn't mention the masked singer, which of course um, is the number one rival for Eurovision, probably. Uh, speaking of the masked singer, it's a man who loves that, and he's waiting for masked singer vision Oz to start. That's podcast coming in twenty twenty four. It is the one, the only Mr. Alex Morella. Alex, welcome back to Eurovision. It's great to see your face and hear your voice. It's been a while. Been a long time. Wonderful to be back. Wonderful. Yes. Mask singer. Um, yes, that's a show. Things happen. We <laughs> unveil singers. That's yes. I am totally up on what the mask singer is. Well, got to say one of our competitors this year in Eurovision won <laughs> his local version of the mask singer. So we maybe shouldn't rip into it too much. We'll get mm. to that. But um, yeah, a lot has happened in the world of Eurovision. I mean, yeah, as Jared just said, there's an American version now. There's a Canadian version starting. I'm sure there's going to be an Azerbaijan. Well, there already is an Azerbaijan version. Ben, I was going to say Burkina Faso version, Ben. Probably uh, more appropriate there. But uh, lots happening in the world. And since we last spoke in 2020, we actually had a Eurovision last year. Uh, Italy won. That's why we're in Italy. And Australia didn't make the finals. Rightfully so, I'll just say quickly. Um, but uh, yeah, thought maybe we'd have a quick little chat about Eurovision 2021. We weren't here last year for it. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. I never watched it. I just listened to the songs. Wasn't really in a place in my life where I could watch it. I haven't really gone back and watched it since. So I don't have much to input on Eurovision 2021. But 
I'll start with you, Jared. Um, what was your quick viewpoint? Should we be in Italy? Um, I know France got second and Switzerland got third. I mean, countries that I know I'm not used to talking about doing well did well last year. So um, should we be in Italy? Is is was Ziti El Bueni or whatever their name was? Were they the right winners? I think they were okay winners. It, in my book, they weren't the right winners. I was all aboard the uh, the Switzerland train. Um, but I feel like it was a good year because we got to see so many artists back after 2020 and not performing. I feel like the majority of them came back with stronger songs. So I think actually it turned out to be a much stronger year in 2021, which I don't think would have happened if we'd had the contest in 2020. The, the one thing that I'll say I was disappointed about was Iceland. They were, what, heavy favourites back in 2020. That I mean, their song went viral, didn't it? Like TikTok, there was the dance and everything. That song was epic. And they only got, what, like fifth or fourth or something like that last year. And I'm like, oh, that was Iceland's year. Iceland nearly got it. They could have been the fire saga, finally breakthrough for the uh, the win there. But uh, Alex, uh, 2021, Eurovision, Italy, should we be in Turin? I've got no issues with an Italy win. As you said, if we could have been in Iceland, that would have been phenomenal the year before. Um, but there are a lot of songs I really enjoyed last year. I think a lot of fun ones near the top, like Lithuania was still one I really enjoyed. I think both years they were kind of in with the roof. I thought they were really good. A lot of really fun ones up the top. So I, I've got no issues with being in Italy. I think it's a, it's a fun song and it kind of really has engaged a lot of social media as well, which is awesome. I think the thing that I remember always talking about each year when we've done this show is Italy always got so close. They were, I swear they were the one that every year seemed to be a top five, always seemed to be a contender. Was it Il Volvo? I remember got really close one year. Performing in the semifinals this year. Hey, there you go. Get excited. Uh, is, is Pavar- I know Pavarotti's dead, but I mean, you know, they probably revive him. Like <laughs> my famous Italian singers. I mean, speaking of famous Italian singers, we'll talk about the host in a second because they've gotten a famous singer. I don't know if he's Italian, but um, but yeah, I, it's good to see Italy finally break through. And I actually kind of always like it when a big five wins. You know, I think Germany was the last to do it, wasn't it? Back in, what was that, 2010, 2011? Um, so, you know, the UK are never going to do it. Spain always seemed to just send something. And then France last year, I mean, we had big five get top two last year, which I don't know when the last time that would have happened. So, uh, and then this year, actually, the majority of the top five are, are in with a chance of winning. So maybe the top five are finally starting to care. Is this the thing, Jared, do you think the top five just went so long ago? I'm like, ah, fuck it. Let all those Eastern European countries win it. And then now all of a sudden they're going, oh shit, we should try again. We're actually enjoying Eurovision again. Yeah, it does seem that way. I feel like, yeah, with the exception of Italy, everybody else was sending uh, rubbish mostly. Um, but this year, like you say, uh, like ex- excluding Germany, yeah, the big the big five <laughs> Sorry, actually uh, the big five. I think if the big five had been put into the semifinals this year, all of them would have qualified except for Germany, which is always a good sign. It would be nice <laughs> if we just got them in the semifinals. I mean, that's ideal scenario. But if they're going to get straight through the final, at least it's good to see they're bringing quality this year. Do you like it too, Alex? Do you like seeing the big five? Because, I mean, to me, it's always a case of you should be a reason that you are the big five, so therefore Mm. you should always put in effort. I mean, I argue every time we do this show that Sweden should be, there should be a big six. I don't know why Sweden doesn't automatically get a slot every year. But, um, yeah, what's your take on the big five actually doing well? I think it's much nicer and more refreshing. As much as it's fun to make fun of like the UK every year for giving rubbish entries that are going to be at the bottom, which by the way, I enjoyed last year's entry. It was never going to do well, but I enjoyed it. Um, It was, it's good to see them actually kind of near the top end, um, a few of the different ones. And I said, it's been Italy for a long time, kind of 
a lot of the time thinking it was great, whether it was the Dancing Gorilla one from a few years ago that was yes. amazing. Oh, like yes. Il Volo's been up there. It feels like every time we talk about it, like even, you know, Soldi a couple of years ago, like which, you know, Mahmood's back again. So like it's it's cool to see like some other ones really kind of start coming to the fore. Um, which is a lot more fun. So I, I do enjoy seeing them put a little bit more attention to a few of these acts. And I don't hate Germany's. It's a bit early on that, but I, I can understand why it's not on the level as a few of the others. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And we obviously talk a lot about the odds, Eurovision World, great website with the odds. And and it's interesting that Germany's is still not ranked that low. Like it's, um, you know, it's middle of the pack really for it. But um, yeah, UK last year, Neil Poir, was that the first time in a while that they'd gotten Neil Poir? But it's always, it's always a delight to see. Uh, them with a big old donut next to their name, basically. Uh, before we get it, go ahead. I was going to say, last year was amazing with like with the nil points. Like, was it three or four countries in a row that just got no points from yeah. the televote? It was like iconic. It was so good. Well, you see at the bottom too, like you see in the bottom three from the final, Spain, Germany, UK last year. Like, mm. that's already yeah. a huge adjustment to this year. And then just yeah. above that, the glory of San Marino and Flowrider. Oh, Can we please say the right. fact that Flowrider was at Eurovision, it like didn't I get enough credit. So sad we did not do that last year to talk about Flow. I mean, like in all fairness, though, San Marino delivers again this year. So like, I mean, it's it's not like we don't have stuff to talk about with them anyway. Um, so this oh, this is going to be a fun one. This is one of the most batshit crazy years I think we might have ever done on this show. But um. Before we get to that, um, just want to go over a couple of things. I want to talk a bit about Australia Decides uh, and also maybe mention Australia last year. Uh, now, okay, as we, we had literally have a, a warning before the show starts when it comes to, you know, oh, we may offend. And it all comes down to me and the fact that I can't pronounce things. So just if you haven't listened to Eurovision before, uh, Eurovision, I should say, just pre-warning you, I'm Ben Waterworth and I can't pronounce things. So I'm going to butcher every artist's name and even our own from the great country of Australia. So what's our guy last year? Monte, Monte, Min, 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 Monte. How do you say it, Jared? Montaigne. <laughs> Montaigne. Okay. Thank you. Um, I was not a fan of last year. I wasn't a fan of the 2021 either. I wasn't a fan of this act at all. Um, so I'm kind of glad we didn't make the finals. Um, <laughs> we will get talking about ours this year as well very shortly. But just a quick viewpoint on them in 2021 uh, and also they're they're on our panel this year though too so at least they don't go back but they get to be one of our five people who vote for Eurovision this year so uh, yeah thoughts on uh, us not making the final the first time Australia never made the finals last year yeah I feel like I just feel sorry for Montaigne I feel like her whole Eurovision experience was just crap from start to finish uh, like I feel like she was ripped off like not being sent and I feel like it was a big injustice I didn't mind the song, but I feel like it was more of like a grower than like an immediate hit. So I think that was like the issue with it. And the fact that obviously it wasn't there live and they, at the end, the fact that the, at the end of the performance, they panned away. So it's obvious that it wasn't there live. I think just like killed any chance we had, but I do think that it's a good thing that we missed out in the final. Cause I feel like going forward, there's so much less pressure now on like Australian artists that we don't have this amazing record. And I think that, despite the song being like divisive and not well liked, I think it was a step in the right direction because I think Australia's issue is, which is probably an issue this year as well. We always send these jury friendly songs and where we always struggle is the televote. So we've never done better in the televote than the jury score. And I think this year it's going to be the same again. So I think the more we can move towards televote friendly songs, uh, I think is a good move. And an apology. Yes. One, a female singer. I 
think I called her a him a few seconds ago. But again, I don't see gender. I just I just alternate to make sure I'm balanced. Uh, Alex, what was your take on our uh, performance in Eurovision last year? Because, yeah, I forgot about the fact that we didn't actually send her, did we? And were we the only country that didn't send her? Were there a few other countries that didn't send her? We were the only one. Okay, well, we like to be different in Australia. Um, Alex, yeah, thoughts some, on like, yeah. Uh, Mon- Montaigne, Montaigne, whatever her name is. Uh, um, yeah, I, so I liked her 2020 song better than a 2021 one. And again, like she's obviously won the competition that year to get in. So I think there was a bit more kind of backing behind it. Like I have enjoyed it. Like as much as I know, it's still tricky for us to probably get it all right. Still, it's been good to kind of have the Australia decides the thing where there's at least a couple of entries rather than us just handing it to previous voice or previous X factor kind of contestants and seeing a little bit more of them having to earn it, which has been good. Admittedly from the ones I listened to this year, I feel like there weren't any straight away where I was like, well, that's a, winner i know years ago we spoke about like oh. when kate miller heidke did it and when um like electric fields kind of doing their one as well like how there were some really cool entries i probably didn't have a huge vibe with this ones this year that i was like i'm not 100 percent sure on any of these being amazing but it, it's great to see a lot of different artists i think really kind of getting a chance to to go into it this year so it's cool with montaigne and now it's cool to kind of see at least now that we can go in that direction again I'm going to say one thing that I completely disagree. There is one song that I think was absolutely wrong. You reckon? Not going, oh, 100%. I want to talk about that right now. Because first of all, the one thing I'll say, yeah. I agree with you. I, I actually like how we do, like, I, I like how we dip into a talent pool of a bunch of things that I feel that a lot of people in Australia aren't overly familiar with. Like, yeah, like, you know, at the beginning, it was like, oh, let's send Guy Sebastian. Let's send Damien. Let's, you know, sing, send Jessica Malboy. We still wonder why the hell we sang his IFI race. And, of course, you know, the fact that he got, what, second last in Australia's size <laughs> probably is relevant to his actual popularity in our country. But the fact that, I mean, I'm still looking at the names of the list of these people who were in Australia decides and like, I don't know who Andrew Lambrew is. I don't know who Erica Padilla, Padilla, Padilla is. I think G-Nation. she's from of course they are. Of course they are. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll get to TikTok people in this bloody thing this year. Uh, Jude York, didn't he used to play for the Sydney Swans? Um, like, yeah, like, I mean, some of these people, I don't know who they are. Paulini, we all know, we all love Paulini, don't we? I mean, come on. She was everyone's eighth favourite Australian Idol contestant. Um, but, yeah, like, I kind of like how they will dip into this talent pool of people who are, it's not just like, let's just send Delta Goodrum. Let's, I mean, I think Delta Goodrum would be great for Eurovision, but, you know, maybe one year. Still on the Kylie Minogue bandwagon. It will happen one year. But um, I'm saying it now. I am, I am mad at Australia because how the fuck Dreamer by Voyager did not go to Europe. That song is epic. Did I only lose by like three points or something like that? The fact that I was list- I've been listening to this song more than almost any other Eurovision song, and I'm just mad. I'm like, this isn't Australia's entry because I am also not a fan of Australia's song this year. We'll get to that after, but how? How? Let's get start with you, Jared. This is an epic song. Like, who are Voyager? I want to know more about Voyager. They've got beards. They they look great. I don't usually like men with long hair and beards, but they look awesome. This song is so catchy. I love it. It is amazing. How are we not sending this to Eurovision? Yeah, I feel like personally, I feel like this was a mistake, um, but like the public voted for it. This was like the public's choice. It was the jury that was the issue. And the issue this year was weird. Like there's the split between like televote and jury, like televote, like they like capped the points and did them in like segments. Whereas like the jury votes was just adding all their votes together. So you could kind of get more points in the jury than the televote. So if they'd allocated it equally, like Voyager would have won, but whatever. Um but Voyager was the right choice in terms of moving towards this doing better in like the televote. Voyager may not have qualified, I think, if they'd sent them to Eurovision, depending on what the jury did with them at Eurovision. But I think televote-wise, it would have done well, which is, I think, what Australia needs to, to work towards. 
And it also sounds like it just, it's, I mean, a lot of these songs sound like a Eurovision song. I mean, admittedly, our song that we are sending, um, and I'll just quickly mention this now, I haven't really watched a lot of the live performances. I watched the live performance, and as soon as I saw it live, I'm like, okay, this is better live than it is just listening to it, but I'm still not a fan. But, like, it's just, this just song, I can imagine, would have been so epic live at Eurovision. It just, I feel Australia almost sends the same type of song every year, and, like, we've never really gone out of the box and, and done it. Was it? Electric Fields, the one the other year that sort of had it in an indigenous language. Um, yeah, that was them. So, like, and, like, and wasn't there, there was a couple of songs where this year that was a bit of different language in them as well. Like, I mean, I feel like people think of Australia and they think, like, oh, they're just that random, you know, the very white country in the Pacific. Like, we've got a lot of great, like, n- native languages and we're a multicultural country. So, it'd be great for us to send something a little bit different sounding with, you know, not just an English song, things like that. And SBS should be all on top of the non-English stuff, you know? Come on. Uh, Alex, <laughs> I mean... I'm obviously still on the Voyager train, but I mean, any, and I, I'll come back to you, Jared, with this one, if there was any other songs that you liked as well. But um, yeah, were you a fan of Voyager? Uh, were you a fan of anything else? I mean, is I, was a fan, race? <laughs> I was a fan of Voyager. I, I definitely was a fan of Voyager. Again, I probably was the same where I was like, this seems good. I don't know how it would do at a Eurovision, but I, it seems like, again, the public like it. I quite like Jaguar Jones. I feel like she's one I've kind of got interested in through the last few Eurovisions. Because again, I didn't really know who she was before the last time. And then to see her kind of, I think I know she's had a lot happen in the last couple of years and to come back and do another one. And again, almost kind of get top, I think top three in the end and do yeah, quite so. well. Like I think, I think she's quite a cool artist. Um, again, not sure how it would have gone at Eurovision, but I would have, I think that she's a really cool one to kind of see what happens. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if she's another Australia decides in the next few years. Um, they were probably the three that stood out for me. I'll be honest. After that, it was kind of a blend of a bit of meh for me for the rest of it. I don't know if that's a bit offensive to the rest of the artists, but it was, um, I think they were the ones that kind of have stuck with me since. I, I have to say, I actually didn't mind Paulini's song, to be completely honest. It had a, had a bit of a good hook to it. Uh, Jared, anything else on the other acts? I mean, <laughs> poor Isaiah. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, I mean, really? This guy got top 10 at Eurovision and he barely gets top 10 at Australia Decides. <laughs> How? Like, he... <laughs> Isaiah got so lucky on like when he was sent to Eurovision, the fact that Australia was kind of still had like the novelty thing. And obviously we were like uh, exchanging money with other jurors because like we like did terrible in the televote that year. But uh, I feel like this was one of like the more disappointing Australia decides, if I'm being honest. Um, I am just waiting for electric fields to come back and win like they should have. Um but I'm all for like I now that like we're getting to the point where like we're getting like returning artists. I think that's kind of exciting. Like I would rather the majority be new, but if we get like one or two like returnees coming back each year, I think that adds like an element of of excitement and fun to the competition. And Is I will it- say that one thing that was really exciting, sorry, was that we got Kano to come and perform. Like the fact that Norway's wonderful entrant came and performed it, I thought that was like a really cool kind of Eurovision touch as well. I, I honestly, I mean, I think every Eurovision decides I've been out of the country, so I've actually never gotten the chance to watch one. But um, wasn't Darren Hayes on the judging panel this year as well? Like, <laughs> Jared, you're not a fan of Darren Hayes? <laughs> was <laughs> that was, he, a was big he the role. guy? Well, sorry, was he the guy doing the green room? <laughs> I don't know. Whoever did the green room in Australia decides never again, please. Like, it was okay. so just, just no. And I feel like well, it was him, but I don't know. But like, never again whoever they got to do the green room was so like over the top and just annoying i was like please like go away every segment they cut to them i was like please no he's a he's he was somebody Dylan lewis 
Oh, Dylan Lewis. I don't know. Uh, I did yeah. just search things. Well, Dylan Lewis is on the um, our expert panel this year, our, our voting panel. So um, has he done anything since he won Celebrity Big Brother in like the early 2000s? I haven't heard his name since, uh, what was it, Recovery that he used to do? You guys old enough to remember the show Recovery from like the late 90s, early 2000s? My sister used to. It was like an ABC kind of um, almost like a, you know, interview music show, basically. It was like, I think it was Saturday morning after Rage. Um, it was quite big. But um, yeah, Darren Hayes is somebody actually I could see you know, one of these random sort of singers who've been around for a while that we could send. I mean, you know, if you ever listen to some of his solo stuff, it's not that bad. It's a bit different from Savage Garden, but anyway. Um, so a couple of things before we get into the song. So obviously we're in Turin. Uh, Italy had enough cities that they put in a lot of uh, bidding, like you'd assume would be in Rome or something like that, but no, Turin. Uh, and we're at the Palasport Olimpico, uh, the venue of ice hockey for the 2006 Winter Olympics. It's the largest indoor sporting venue in Italy. Jared, obviously, you're one of our co-hosts on the award-winning podcast, Off the Podium. Um, Turin, great Olympics back in 2006. Um, was it the right choice, do you think, Turin? I mean, again, not probably the first city everybody thought about when it came to hosting Eurovision, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I, they, had a, they had a good Olympics, so I'm sure they're going to put on a good Eurovision. I think I was on board at the time, but given all like the issues that they've had with, with this, I don't know if you've read about like the the stage and like this, this sun that they're meant to have where one side is lights and the other side is led, but the sun is broken. So it doesn't turn. So now the sun is stuck on the light side. So if the artists don't use lights, then it's just like this big, like black, like semicircle that like blocks the screen with the leds on it i don't know in some performances wow. it looks really bad and it's been like a a big issue and they're like never let italy host again this that whatever else <laughs> um so as a city i think great but uh i'm interested to see kind of how how the how the event goes and whether they're able to kind of pull it off or not i think most artists from what i've seen have like done well adjusting but there's just some songs and shots where it's just really obvious if like you have this led background and then just in the middle is just like this Totally like black semicircle, like blocking out the screen. I see it. Wow. Uh, I'm going to say Canada are glad they're not competing in it this year because uh, a lot of Canadians will be probably sad that I bring up Turin in 2006 and ice hockey. So um, that's, that's a whole other story. Alex, do you have any thoughts? I mean, I, you know, I, you're an Olympics fan. You, you don't host off the podium with us, but I mean, I don't know if you were a fan of the Turin 2006 Olympics or anything to add on Turin being the host. I mean, I'm, Gonna have to take a quick guess. Was that Dale Beg Smith or was that two thousand? Absolutely, it was Dale Beg well, there Smith. Go, there, there you go. go. All right. Well, that's uh, my. The, there the you go. That's my. That um. That's my contribution. Um. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> that um, should be everyone's contribution. All right. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's a great city for Australia for one reason and one reason. Won't be for Eurovision this year, but for Dale Beg Smith, it was. That's that's all I've got. But no, um. I can't say I've put a lot of effort into looking into the various countries that were. Oh, come on, Alex, you got one job. That we're looking into. I know. Sorry, I was, I was too focused on the acts. I was. I've just. I've left the stage to to Jared really because I know that's. We've more changed as a show. Going We've into improved. the depth is his area. <laughs> What's um the the in all seriousness like? Thanks for listening to our show. We appreciate it. But is it Aussie Vision? There's a the actual and they're over there. I think at the moment, aren't they? They do a great website, great um podcast, everything. There's such great coverage of it and. I think it might be their first time they've ever gone over there. I'm not too sure. But, um, yeah, they're over there at the moment. So, check them out. Um, it's pretty exciting. Uh, the hosts. Now, um, look, I'm not really up on my Italian uh, hosts, uh, but we've got Alessandro Catalan, who I believe hosts Italian X Factor or something like that. Uh, then we've got Laura Possini. Don't know what she does, but I'm sure she's good at her job. And then 
Ladies and gentlemen, the third host, back by popular demand from pop culture. It's been about a decade. Mika! Uh, <laughs> Grace Kelly's Mika. Um, great song. Uh, good singer. Don't know what happened to him. But he's not Italian, isn't he? Lebanese or something like that? Like, what is he doing there? Jared, why is Mika a host of Italian Eurovision? Like, what is happening right now? I don't know. He's got to have some link, right? Uh, it's probably some like just some like relative or something. Oh, Alex I think I found it actually. Sorry, I went on. I also was like, "What the hell? Where's the link?" <laughs> Apparently, he was a judge and mentor on the French and Italian versions of like The Voice and X Factor, oh, and he well. starred in his own television right, variety series in Italy, Stasera Casamica. <laughs> Which just apparently hedging his bets, right? Yeah, just keep going around. You, you never. Like, I look forward if, to if when Italy Australia wins. One, he was hosting either way. <laughs> when, when Australia wins one day, I look forward to like Boy George hosting uh, Australian Eurovision based on oh, just get a judge who came and you know did it didn't mm-hmm. um Red Foo Boy George wasn't and he? Seal. Yeah, Seal Red <laughs> Foo back by popular demand. Um, look, I like Mika. Like his music was great. He was fun. Uh, I'm sure he's still out there. He's one of these singers like James Blunt. They had a big song, and people don't realize they still sing. But um, he's odd, odd choice. Um, but uh, yeah, Jared, do you know much about the other hosts? Or uh, I mean, we always got to love the hosts because that's you know the awkwardness that will come in mm. the interval breaks, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh how just how awkward it is there's a level of cringe that's okay and then uh some of us just take it too far but I'm three think- i think is a better number yeah uh, i'd like i'd rather maybe like just two but when they go for four there's just too many <laughs> so i think three is three is kind of okay so they got I'm that right to, at least I'm trying to think of famous italians well i mean there's lots of famous italians but um you know i mean we could have had like Alessandro Del Piero, like, diving on stage or something like that. Um, Sophia Loren, I mean, she's got to be getting on a little bit now, but um, <laughs> famous Italians. Uh, Mario. Uh, <laughs> Mario. That's you, there's your two hosts, Mario and Luigi. Mario. Hey, it's your vision. <laughs> uh, Alex, do you know anything outside of Mika? Do you look up Alessandro? I mean, he's, I'm looking I have, he's got, got a fedora all- on. It's cool. I have. I've got all their Wikipedia's open, and it looks like we've got a lot of like X Factor and Voice is the link. So oh. Alessandro Catalan hosted the Italian version of X Factor from 2011 right. to 2020. Okay. So that's his, and he presented an Italian late show. And Laura oh. Pasini, she's 47. She's oh, a singer so who's 47. Yeah, so she's done a lot for a while, and she was also a judge on the Mexican and Spanish versions of The Voice. Of course, she uh, was. And then the Spanish version of X Factor. Ah, that's Um, where I know her from. And then she got nominated in 2021 for Academy Award for Best Original Song from the film The Life Ahead. Good for you. Wow. And it also won a Golden Globe for Best Original Song, making it the first Italian language song to win the award. There you go. Well, she's Golden Globe winning. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's something we're going to start introducing her as. Wow. Back down. This is a big year for... Award people, and yeah, X Factor, The Voice. It's so unusual that Eurovision would ever be connected to those. Um, wow, crazy! No, I look forward to seeing how they go. And Mika, everyone's everyone's favorite. Um, so what we're gonna do? Um, we're gonna go over each of the songs. Um, we used to play a snippet from each of the songs. I'm lazy. I can't be fucked editing them into everything. It takes a long time, people. So we're just gonna talk about them. If you want to listen to them, um, 
YouTube, Spotify, they're all available. I'm sure you are. If you're listening to a Eurovision podcast, I'm pretty sure you would be listening to them. Uh, at the time of recording this, um, the, the semi first semi-final is actually in a few hours. It's in about six hours. Poor Jared and Alex, if you're getting up for it, it's going to be about 5 a.m. for you. I'm in New York at the moment. It's at 3, p- 3 p.m. in the afternoon for me, so I'm fine. Um, but uh, we'll talk about semi-final one in just a moment. I thought we'd get the big five over and done with first. Uh, briefly go over their songs. And it's a big year, as we said, for the big five. Um, some genuine chances for these, uh, all five of them. Uh, so I'm going to do it in alphabetical order. Let's start with France. And as always, I'm going to butcher these names. So uh, bear with me. The song is Foulen, and is it Alvin and Ahez. And this is not in French. It's not in English. It's in Breton, which is a southwestern Britannic Celtic language based in, I'm sure the French pronunciation isn't Brittany, but I'm just going to call it Brittany. Um, It's Brittany, bitch. Um, They've done it before France. They actually sent uh, this language back in 1996 uh, when their song finished in 18th place. And France have a televote. uh, So this won their little competition. Um, Alvin's 29. Just, I've got an A. I've been very, you know, I've done my research here. You know, working with Channel 7 as a researcher, apparently I do better work now on this show. Uh, and Ahez, a vocal group. That's who they are. Um, and, yeah, this song's actually quite good. It's it's very interesting. Like, if you listen to this, given it's not in French, but even if, you know, not just the language aside, I don't think this sounds like a French entry. Like, I would, like, guess this is, you know, like a, you know, maybe like an Israel or a, like it's kind of got that sort of sound to it. Isn't there a didgeridoo in this as well? Like, am I hearing a didgeridoo in this song or am I just making that up? But it's interesting. I like it. I, I don't usually like the French entries, but um, I'm on board with Alvin and Ahez. I'll start with you for this one. Alex, what's your take on uh, the French entry this year? My first comments when I was watching it was just trippy. I was like, I'm very mm. trippy with this because it's just not what I expected out of kind of like a French entry with everything. And I was still watching going, I'm still not 100% sure if I'm all in on it, but I do think it's a really cool kind of different entry for what you're used to from France. And I think that's kind of really fun with it. So I'm hoping like if they've got a really kind of cool stage with it all, that it, it could be a really cool performance. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Jared, uh, France, 2022. Yeah, I'm excited. It's got like like this dark, like ritualistic feeling almost to it. I think we can almost credit like last year, four of the top five songs weren't in English. And I feel like everybody is kind of like leaning into that, which I think is is a good thing. And it's more exciting that we're getting like these these different and unusual sounds from countries. Um, so yeah, I'm in agreement. If this has like good staging, I can see this doing really well. Now, obviously, this is a point where I generally say, like, will this make the final? But um, I think we'd get 100% of this. Uh, just a couple of things on France. They've won Eurovision five times but haven't done so since 1977. Poor old France. It's been a bit of a drought. Uh, they were second last year, so they got very, very close. I wonder if they're like, you know, I think don't win this year, France. Win next year so that you host it in 2024 in an Olympic year. So, like, you get some good staging and you get yourself ready for Paris. That's And maybe hold it during the Olympics. Like, have Eurovision as part of the Olympics. That could be cool. I'm sure you could talk with the IOC. That'd be on board with that. Um, they have finished in the top 10 five times, though, since the year 2000. They haven't done too badly, the French, but they've also done badly in some years. Bring back moustache. I'm always a moustache man. Like, yeah. <laughs> Alex is straight away thumbs up. Yep, done. <laughs> Our favourite French song for the last 20 or so years, Moustache. Absolutely. Um, And Eurovision World have them as a 12th favourite. So uh, just on the cusp of the time. We'll say with every every all these odds of the Eurovision World, again, we are recording this at just before the first semi-final. These change 
automatically after the first semi-final. So ultimately, you might listen to this after the first semi-final. Things would have changed after, of course, the first semi with the staging and everything. Like right now, Ukraine, the favourite, I think are about 40% ahead of everyone else. So um, may change. But uh, yeah, that's France. Let's go to the worst of the top five, uh, the big five apparently, Germany. Um, Rock Stars by Malik Harris. This song's in English. Um, and this isn't okay. I've written, I'm just reading my notes here. Bit slow, but catchy. Talking and rap. It's fine. Shouting in talking. Like he gets a bit angry when he's doing his talking section with it. Um, apparently he wrote this song after he watched his favorite episode of The Office. And it is a quote by, uh, Andy on The Office, the finale of The Office. I've, I've never watched The Office, so... There's an inspirational song. <laughs> German Eurovision singers singing about The Office. Uh, he's 24 years old. Is uh, Malik Harris. Good for him. Um, yeah, like this song is just, it's one of these ones I think it's just, it's there. It's got its moments. It's not terrible. It's not brilliant. But um, I think there's a reason why of the big five, this is maybe the least memorable of it. I'll start with you, Jared. Germany. Yeah, to me, this is like the worst song from this year. Oh, of all um, 40. Yeah. It just, wow. it, it feels like really dated. I think there's nothing exciting about it. Um, Germany just like, I, I don't think they care. They've been sending like rubbish for like the last like three, four years. Um, and like this, like won their national selection. So I imagine like the rest of the field in the national selection, um, like it's not, it's not bad. It just feels like it's like from like 10 years ago. Well, it's interesting with Germany because I, as a big five, I feel like they've won it a lot of times. They've only won Eurovision twice. It was back in 2010, of course, and then 1982. So uh, not a country that wins Eurovision quite often. But, uh, yeah, before Italy, the last big five to win it. Alex, Germany, a, a worst song of all. That's an interesting call, Jared. Not one I agree with, but um, it's 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 your opinion and it's a big one. I like it. That sounds wrong that I'm saying I like Jared's <laughs> big one. I'm going to move on from that. Alex, Germany. <laughs> um, I kind of agree in that, like, I think it's a, good song like it's not terrible but like again i don't think it has the right vibe for a lot of like what you're going for with your like when i hear this i'm like i don't know what you're going to do to make this kind of come alive and be like exciting to watch it kind of feels like a bit of a chill song that doesn't quite have the doesn't quite have the feel that you can really make it good at eurovision it kind of just feels very relaxed and, and i think yeah outdated is probably a good way to put it a little bit it does feel like it's a kind of something from 10 years ago which maybe they're just living in the fact that they won it basically 10 years ago. It's like, oh, it's Germans. We won 10 years ago. Song good. Um, yeah, basically. Uh, that was a very bad German accent. Apologies to our Germans. Uh, 25th last year, second last, the uh, the Germans. Uh, they've been in the top 10 six times since the year 2000. And Eurovision World have this as 26th favourite. So maybe they're on board that Jared is uh, the worst because maybe it will get last in the final. So, um there you go. No, there's only 25 songs this year, isn't there, uh, when it comes to the final course because uh, we, the host is one of the big five. So, And there's only 40, we should mention, there's only 40 songs, which is down, isn't it? We usually get like, what, 43, 44? Is that about right? So Russia's, uh, yeah, buried the lead. Russia's banned, um, <laughs> obviously. I wonder why. Why are they banned? What do they do? Um, I've not heard of anything with that one. Um, and a couple of other countries like Andorra, Bosnia, Turkey haven't been back for a while. Belarus, Liechtenstein. Yeah, I think Belarus countries. tried to come back, but they're, 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 they're some Belarus might also be in that band basket. Quite possibly, I think. No, no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. Liechtenstein, poor Liechtenstein. <laughs> still waiting for Slovakia, Jared, your great ice hockey nation. They're still not sending people. What's going on there, Slovakia? Um, I need to come yeah, back to win. 
Monaco. Where's Monaco going to send a, a country finally? Luxembourg. It's been a while for them. Um, yeah. Um, let's move on to oh, uh, making the final, guys. Yes, absolutely. Germany in. Cool. Right. Uh, <laughs> Italy, uh, the reigning champs. And uh, it's been a while since we've had back-to-back winners. This is, I'll say straight away, the second favourite right now. Um, so big odds right now on Mahmoud. And Blanco, it's in Italian. The song is called Bravidi. And um, this is interesting, this song. This is huge already. It's gone to number one in Italy, number one in Switzerland. It broke the record for most streams in one day in Italian Spotify. You know, you've made it when you're on Italian Spotify. 50 million YouTube views. Um, Mahmoud, of course, got second back in 2019 in Eurovision. So he's got some form. He's 29 years old. Blanco's only 19. And his debut album in 2021 went to number one so uh, in Italy. So it's it's not bad. It's it's poppy. I've written here, it's very whiny. I've written bit Biebery, it's okay. Um, and apparently this is, uh, I don't know if this has been fact-checked, but I was reading a, a preview that this could be the very first same-sex male duet um, in Eurovision history. Uh, don't know if that's fact-checked or not. Uh, songs are a love song about uh, between two men. Um, so it's got a lot going for this one. And Italy have a habit of sending big Italian acts that are big in Italy. And they want it. They clearly want to go for the back-to-back wins. We haven't had back-to-back winners since Ireland did the three-peat in the early 90s. So, uh, Jared, again, Italy sending some quality songs here. Uh, there's no dancing gorillas, unfortunately. But uh, Mahmoud and Blanco uh, can Italy go back-to-back. I think it's really in with a shot. Um, like if we exclude like the Ukraine factor for a second, then I think like it's, it's really in with a shot. And, and to me, that's kind of the big variable this year is, is what's going to happen with, with Ukraine. But outside of them, I just feel like it's a really solid song. It's going to do well in Televote and Jury. Like Italy just always sends quality. Uh, and the fact that a country that's hosting it has sent a quality song is a little bit unusual. Uh, sometimes we have like the tank factor of like, no, we can't afford yeah. to host it back to back. Let's, let's send some rubbish. Um, but like respect to them for, for sending a quality song. It's good to see Mahmood back. He should have won in 2019. So, um, let's see if he can pull it off this time. And of course I should mention, uh, the Italy do a televote. It's interesting seeing which countries do like a vote and then just, you know, the network just sends it. Hello, Britain. Um, but San Remo Music Festival is the name of their, uh, their competition and, and they won the San Remo Music Festival. Alex, Italy, your thoughts? Yeah, I really like this. Um, I think like the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, okay. And I feel like the more I've listened to it, I'm like, all right, yeah, no, this is good. I enjoy this. So I, I really enjoy that. I said, Soldi a few years ago was a great song. Still have that on a few of my playlists. Like it's a good, really good tune. So really happy to see it. And again, like what Jared said, I'm not, we're not used to, seeing these countries put in good entries. I've still got like the, you know, my broccoli from last year of like <laughs> Netherlands sending their one in my head. So I'm like, well, yeah, there, there has, it's been a while since I think there was a really good entry from a, from a host. So um, very excited to see how it goes. I, I kind of like, it'll be cool if it gets lots of votes. You got a live crowd getting really excited that they might actually mm. win. Like, I think that's a really going to be really cool. I hope you're not making fun of uh, Eurovision X talking about like leafy vegetables and salads and stuff. Oh, no, because, don't uh, worry. We will get to Latvia. <laughs> oh, will we get to Latvia? Um, and going on a point about Italy doing very well, they have been in the top 
10 eight times since 2011. Of course, Italy weren't in Eurovision between 98 and 2010. So they've only been out of the top 10 twice since 2011, and that was in 2014 and 2016. So they always send solid, uh, the most consistent of our top five. So good for Italy. And as I said, Eurovision, Eurovision World, um, second favourite. Italy have won Eurovision three times, 1964, 1990, and obviously 2021. So um, props to Italy. And Ireland, yeah, won it between 92 and 94, three times in a row. Then won it again in 1996. So I remember watching like a documentary basically from the Irish people basically like, yeah, fuck, we just didn't want to host it anymore. And then they went back and won it again. Like, like ah, fuck, stop, stop voting for us. We're not that good. That's why we've had Jedwood like 20 times in the last like 30 years apparently. Um, Spain, uh, Chanel, slow-mo, uh, won the Spanish contest. Uh, she's 30 years old. She's a Cuban-Spanish act. She was born in Havana. So Cuba making their debut in Eurovision this year. Apparently she was a finalist for the role of Anita in the recent Steven Spielberg adaptation of West Side Story. She's a bit of a stage performer in terms of she's done a lot of West Side Stories uh, in Spain. Um, I like this. It's a little bit repetitive, uh, but it's again, I like a good catchy, you know, up-tempo song. And I feel we've got a few of them this year, which is good. Um, and I like this. Chanel looks fun, not just for those reasons. I, I think kind of like it's got a bit of uh, weight behind this song. So, um, yeah, again, not really a country I often am fan of their music, but uh, I'm on board the Spanish train this year. It's been a while since they've won it, 1969. They haven't won it. They've only won it twice, 68 and 69, the golden era for Spanish Eurovision. And that might be the biggest drought. Of all the countries who have won Eurovision, Spain, 1969, you got to go back there. Uh, we've since landed on the moon, uh, so good for Spain. Uh, Alex, Chanel, slow-mo, what do we think? Yeah, I think it's kind of – I just wrote classic tune the first time I listened to it. It, was like, it feels very kind of vibey. I, I do really enjoy it. I think it's a fun one. I, it's been a while, yeah, since Spain's had a really good entry, so I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty high on this. I, I enjoy it. I'm, I think it'll do well. I always feel Spain is like of the big, like even more so than the UK, I feel Spain always end up at the bottom somewhere. Don't there's they? a couple of really, there's some stinkers over the years. I think Do It For Your Lover was one I always kind of oh, think about with them. It was horrible. But like there are a couple, like I think, I think it was Spain. Was it Mickey or something a couple of years ago? They had kind of a fast, fun one that was kind of fun. Yeah, I, I remember a recent like Spanish one. We got, yeah. yeah, do it for your love. Oh my god, just gonna be nightmares. I was, I was trying to think. There was like that really crap one that Spain. I'm like, that was it, wasn't that it? One. Do, do it for your. Oh god, why is it in my head? Oh no, because it's uh, very catchy. It is, but it's shit. Um, Jared, Spain. This is like this. The song itself, I think, is good. But what makes this is the live like performance, like seeing her compete in like the national final. This is. I think hands down like the best dance choreography we've ever seen at Eurovision. Uh, I feel like it almost even wow. puts like Fuego to shame. Like that's how good it is. Um, so yeah, I think this could do really well with the televote. It just depends what, what the juries do with it, but I think they'll show it some love as well. Cause it's just impressive that she's doing so much dancing and singing live at the same time. It's just, it's, this is like a real, like, like a performance piece almost. Fifth favorite. To, uh, to win. I would say of all the, the top five, three of them are in the top 10 right now for favourites. And then you've got um, 12th for um, for France. So, and then poor old Germany, 26. So, yeah, fifth favourite for Spain right now. And again, it's been a, it's been a while since they've, they've won it. They were 24th last year, Spain. They've only been in the top 10 six times, which actually sounds like a lot for Spain. I didn't realise they'd been in the top 10 that many times since the year 2000. But they've also had five bottom five finishes in a row. 
So <laughs> Spain are begging to make at least the top 20. Can we can we we'll cross our fingers for Spain to get out of the bottom five? You know, can Rafa, you know, spur some, some you know, excitement back in the Spanish contingent? You know, like Carlos Sainz is doing well in Formula One. Fernando's doing okay and he's come back. So I was going to say, Rafa's you know. finished. It's all about Carlos Alcaraz now, mate. you got to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the Novak train. I'm Mr. Unpopular. Don't worry. Um, that's why I left Australia. <laughs> Novak's <laughs> last fan. Um, all right, let's do it. Um, UK, Sam Ryder, Spaceman. Um, the BBC just choose it. They don't bother. We're like, oh, we're Britain. We, we're good at this. Um, this guy's a TikTok guy. He got famous in the pandemic by covering songs. He apparently played the guitar. The one thing I like about this guy is he picked up the guitar because he liked Lordy winning Eurovision back in 2000. So that I can get on board with. Uh, his sister lives in Sydney. Good for him. But this is when there's moments which comes which uh, I'm just going to be honest, I want to punch this guy in the face. He's a vegan. He's got a man bun. Um, I hate this song. It's crap. I've literally written, song is crap, annoying, crap, crap, No. Um, it's just whiny, it's shit, it's typical British Eurovision, and this is like getting traction. This is the third favourite. I just, like, I love reading typical British media. Oh, this is the year that we might actually do well. I think we're all confident that we're going to... I am calling this right now. This is my big call for this year. This is going to be typical British Eurovision. They're talking it up. It's crap. It's shit. It's crap. This guy's from TikTok. Like, that's not a thing that you send a singer from. We are in line to be competing in Eurovision in a few years' time. They're going to dig the bottom of the barrel. Just, no. Spaceman, no. Shut up. Hate this song. (laughs) I want this to finish last. Maybe my least favourite song of all of them. There we go. Rant over. Uh, Jared, Spaceman uh, by uh, Sam Ryder. I... Like hard disagree on this. I think wow, this is this is. I mean, not that this is a high bar, but this is the best song that the UK has sent in like my like memory of watching Eurovision. Um, there's something Think about it. That, no, there's something about this that feels like typically like British. It's almost like I don't know Elton John, David Bowie, like singer songwriter. Um, I think he's a great vocalist. I think this could potentially even like top the jury vote. No. Um, the televote, who knows? Um, but I no, I think like this is like solidly in like the top 10. I think this is a year oh. when like Britain is actually probably right in being excited. I think there's like droves of votes coming their way. I can't read Alex's body language right now. I don't know <laughs> if he's like shuffling because he's like, Yeah, Ben, you're an idiot, or he's like looking at Chad going, No, you're an idiot. Like, Jesus, Alex, where, where are you on this? This is, I don't know if we've ever had such a big discrepancy in our opinions on a song on this show. <laughs> I'm going to have to apologize to Ben. Sorry, I think oh, this is a banger. No, no. <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy this. I, I was like, holy crap. This is the, I, I listened to a lot of these songs without knowing what country was what for about, I reckon, a month. And then I finally yeah. started like watching, listening to them. And I was like, holy crap, this is the UK entry. Like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I think it's a real cool song. I don't it's know. It's not I just a man really button and is a veganist from TikTok. This is just I like, didn't just look at ridiculous. any of that. I just I just listened to the song, bro. I just enjoyed the song. But I can understand that. I Again, I, I don't think... Yeah, Jerry said that the jury vote and televote will be very interesting on these because I, I think it's a cool song, I, but it's the UK. Like, I don't know if they can win, but I, I, I do really enjoy it. I hope it does. I actually really hope it does well for a change. Oh, Guys, this is why I took a year right. off. I thought I liked your opinions. I just like are we like the one thing I will say that I will be glad if this does well is it took a guy from TikTok to make them do well. Like you send Bonnie Tyler 
and she can't even do well for you. Um, <laughs> and Total Clips of the Heart is one of the greatest songs <laughs> of all time. And you can't even do well. Like it just it would speak volumes of that the British like fuck. We really need to do well in Eurovision. Send a guy from TikTok. Um, I just no. This song is just whiny. It's just it's annoying. And like I actually I did a bit of that when I first listened to these songs. I just didn't look where they were from. I remember this song coming on and going like, what is this song? And then I'm like, oh my god, it's Britain. Of course it is. Um, so yeah, wow, okay. Uh, dead last Britain last year. We mentioned that zero point Neil Poir. They've only finished in the top ten twice since the year two thousand. This is typical Britain Eurovision. They've been in the bottom bottom five eleven times since the year two thousand, um, including the last five times. Uh, well, they've been last five times and they've been in the bottom five twice. So yeah, if you want to talk about the top five countries who have had the worst recent spell, it's Britain. And this is a country who, of course, won Eurovision five times. I think that's uh, third most of everyone, isn't it? So 67, 69, 76, 81, 97. Um, did we have a tie in 1969? Because Spain and Britain won it in 1969? Okay. Contra- say, have I written my notes wrong? Contra- oh, we all remember it well. Um, 69 is better than 90- you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Alex wins. Alex wins. So there you go. He's the Latvia of this uh, hosting panel. He's dirty mind. <laughs> Um, wasn't it Katrina and the Waves won in 1997 though? I still never forget that they won Eurovision. So good for them. Yeah. Third favorite, third favorite according to Eurovision. I hope they're wrong. Oh my God. Jesus. All right. Um, let's get into the semifinals. Of course, just a quick refresher that, uh, we will predict. So each three of us will predict, uh, whether or not they will make the finals or not. We have a little point system that we do. We won't rank where they will finish. We'll come back just before the finals to kind of get there. Just a refresher for 2019 though. It's been three years since we've done this, uh, for the semifinals. I won just brag. I got 17 out of, uh, not bad out of 20. Jared got 16 and Alex, you got 15. So, uh, good job. But overall, in 2019, I'm sure Jared fondly remembers that he won. Uh, he got 33 points. Alex got second with 30. I got last, 24. I think I won 2018, didn't I? So, I, I fucked up royally come 2019. Who would have won between you two last year if you two would have just gone rogue and hosted it? I'm going to say Jared, Alex. Alex would have finally. I, I've never gone close to winning, I think, a prediction <laughs> ever points in is this, pretty good. Ever. It's true. This is a boggy fan we're talking about. <laughs> Hashtag bring back Boggy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to do alphabetical order for semi-final, uh, each of the semi-finals. So that brings us to Albania, who are actually performing first, are they not anyway? So, I mean, you know, one and one. Uh, the song is Secret, or is it Secret? Secret uh, by Ronella Hajati. Uh, now, Ronella won the Festivali e Kenges. Again, butchering it. Sorry to Albanian listeners. Uh, to go to Eurovision. This made the top three in Albania. You know you've made it when you can make the top three in Albania. Hajati is 32, and she lives with her mum. I don't know why I've written that down, but <laughs> good for her. Important uh, facts. Everyone who's living with their mum right now, you too can go to Eurovision. Um, I like this song I've written. It's fun, it's catchy, it's dancey. It's got a bit of Middle Eastern sound to it. Like, it's got, you know, some nice sound going there to it. So, um... Yeah, I'm a bit of fan of Albania. It's not really a country I think that I really pay much attention to, not only in Eurovision, but in the world. Sorry, Albanian listeners. Uh, this song I should mention is in Albanian and English, so it's got a bit of the dual language factor going there. But um, Alex, Albania. I think it's a good song to open a semi. Like, I think it's got a little bit of a rhythm. It's got a little bit to it. I think it's a good one to open it up. Um, I, I, I don't mind it. I thought it was an interesting one, but I think it's it's one that I'll – 
listened to it, I was like, all right, this is what we're getting into this year. It's a little bit more of like an upbeat year. There's less ballads yep. in between everything. So there's a lot that I think kind of go in that middle area, but I do like it. I think it's got a cool kind of rhythm through it. Jared, Albania. I think this is a great uh, song and particularly from Albania who always will send like a ballad. Um, them sending an up-tempo song is, is something exciting and new. It's got hierography. Um, <laughs> it's great. I think like, yeah, this is one of like their better entries of, of all time. Um, and I think, yeah, I think, I think it will qualify for the final. So you're going for yes to that. Uh, that was my next question. Um, Alex. Yep. Yes. Thumbs up. We're both going to the final for our band. Yeah. I agree with both of you. I've got it going to the final as well. So, um, there you go. Um, they did make the final last year. They finished 21st. Um, they have never won Eurovision Albania. They finished fifth in 2012. That's the highest I've ever done. Um, they've been in the top 10 only twice since 2004. And uh, they have missed uh, the finals uh, seven times and made the finals 10 times. So it's about 50-50 for Albania. Um, and Eurovision have them as the 25th favourite going into this. So that is making the finals, according to you, just. <laughs> so uh, there you go. So Albania. I like it. Get on board the Albania train. Um, don't talk about trains yet, Ben. We're not to Moldova. Um, Armenia. Let's go to Armenia. Uh, often confused with Albania. Uh, 17th, they're going in the finals. So they're going last. So from first to last, that's a, an interesting one going on there. Uh, Rosalyn, the song is called Snap. Uh, Rosalyn is 21 years old. She was selected by the Armenian TV network AMP TV. Um, so again, no competition, just like, hey, Good on, good on you, Rosie. You're good enough. You're going there. Um, I have literally written, song is bland, kind of catchy and forgettable. Um, I can't even, I'm looking at my notes going, I don't even remember this song. Uh, is this that one where it's like, singing one, two, uh, is that, that that's, that's the exact one. one. Okay. Right. There you go. <laughs> there is a, there's a bunch of songs I think all sound the same as they often do in Eurovision. So that's the one. All right. Good. I remember that one. Um, yeah. Jared, Armenia. I... <laughs> I agree that like it's it's just a little like boring and it plods along. I don't know if it's outdated, but it feels like it's like a couple of years too late. Um, and I don't get the hype for it. I don't get where it's mm. sitting in the odds. I don't get that it's closing out the semifinal. Like maybe the staging is going to be like amazing, but the song itself, I just don't get anything from it. It's just nothing to me. It's my yeah, twenty second favorite. Um, and that's a bit. Crazy, given that this song is, yeah, pretty kind of shit. Uh, Alex, <laughs> I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of got a cool vibe to it. I don't know why that's my word of the thing. It's just got a cool vibe. I don't know. I've written that for half these songs. It's a real concern, actually, when I look back at my notes. And they're very similar. Um, but no, I thought it was really cool. I was listening to it, I think, today, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a nice one. Which one was this again? Like, it's, I don't know. Like, there's something about it that I like. I can understand the things about it probably maybe being a bit subdued, not having enough, not going to stand out amongst a lot of the others. But I don't know. When I just listen to the song, I think there's something cool about it. I've got it making the – I mean, it's it's ranked the 22nd favourite. Um, so, based on the odds, it's making it. And also, it is going last. So, usually, you know, it's going to – and I will say for a song that is not that great, like the fact that I just remembered it like pretty quickly, like I don't know if I'm going to do that with some of these other ones. Um, but, yeah, I've got it making the final. I, I feel this might be a line ball one for some of us. I don't know. Uh, Alex, have you got it making the final? I do, yes. Okay. Jared? I have said no. 
Oh, all right. Our first difference. I like that. Okay. So it's a no from Jared and a yes from Alex. All right. I'm just making sure I'm updating this properly. Um, Armenia's never won Eurovision. Uh, they finished fourth twice back in 2008 and 2014. Didn't compete last year. So uh, they're returning. They made the semis in 2019. They have been in the top 10 six times since 2006. Final 10 times. Semi-finals only three times. They have not made the final since 2017. So Armenia are desperate to get back into the final there, it seems. Um, Austria. I fucking love this song. I'm saying it right now. Um, this is an up-tempo, like it's dancey. It's great. This is a Ben song. Uh, the song is called Halo. Uh, Lumix featuring Pia Maria. I thought this was Pia Miranda at one point. I'm like, oh, she's gone from winning Survivor and acting to going to Eurovision. Um, Lumix is a 19-year-old DJ. Pia is only 18 years old. Selected by the Austrian network ORF. O-R-F. Um, I've written fun, dancey, catchy, danceable. I really like it. Fave. Um, so, and I, again, Austria, not really a country that I picture for up-tempo dancey music. This is Conchita Verstland, ladies and gentlemen. Um, start with you, Alex. Austria. <laughs> That's a lovely uh, accent you've got there. New Jersey, Austria. Uh, I wrote tune, yeah. Tune, banger, good dance number. I, I thought it was fun. I looked at it and went, I don't think this is winning. I, I don't even know if it's going to make the final, but I thought it was a lot of fun. I think it's just a fun tune to listen to. It's like, it's, I mean, yeah, 30-second favourite in Eurovision. They're not, people aren't confident on this one. It's bottom 10, which to me, this is a song which like it, you automatically hear and you go, oh, that one, that's really good. Uh, and they're performing 13th Austria, so they're sort of toward the end. Uh, Jared, are you confident for Austria? I wouldn't say I'm confident, but I like I like the song. It's a, it's a fun, up-tempo dance track. Um, they can be a bit hit or miss at Eurovision. I feel like a lot of this depends on the staging and whether like, they need to like get like the crowd involved. Like this, I feel like depends a lot on the atmosphere of like the arena and how they're feeling at the time. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good song and I think that it's going to qualify. Oh, yay. Um, Alex, just quickly while we're on that, do you think they're going to qualify? Yes, I do believe. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm so hopeful. I mean, I yeah, don't I'm- know if they will, but I've put them down as hoping they will. I have two. Uh, I have, like, again, it worries me that they're sort of 30-second favourite there. but um, And also, very young, 18 and 19. Like, I think their combined age isn't um, even remotely close to the oldest age in this year. So um, that's a that's a good one for them. Uh, Austria won it twice, 1966, and, of course, 2014. We all remember 2014. Uh, made the semi-final in 2021. They haven't been in the final since 2018 when they were third. Uh, and they've been in the top 10 three times since 2000. And uh, since 2000, they've made the final 10 times and the semis six times in that year. So, um, yeah, come on, Halo. Good song. Uh, be- better than Beyonce's Halo. There's a controversial opinion. Yeah, I said it. Um, but Bulgaria, better than the TV series Halo. Uh, I don't or think the I've game it. Halo as well. I've never played Halo. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm not an Xbox guy. I was a PlayStation yeah. guy, so that, that's why. <laughs> um, Bulgaria, um, now they're performing seventh in the semifinal. I just love the name of their band, Intelligent Music Project. Um, sure. Uh, the song is called Intention. This is in English. They are a Bulgarian supergroup. Can we just say that right now? Have we always waited a long time for Eurovision to finally have a Bulgarian supergroup? I thought they had a Bulgarian supergroup a couple of years ago. I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, well, if I'm maybe it's just a Bulgarian I, I trope. Swear, I swear, I think it was when they did Bones. I have a funny feeling they called that a supergroup as well, and I don't well. want to say. 
Here I am thinking I it's I think a I'm remembering that thing, correctly. It's, 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 it's common as Sweden doing well. There you go. That's what it is. Um, the lead singer, Ronnie Romero, 40 years old from Chile. So Chile making their debut in Eurovision this year. Cuba and Chile finally making their Eurovision debuts. Uh, selected by the Bulgarian network BNT. Um, I like this song. It's not a popular song uh, in terms of the odds. It's third last in terms of the ranks, 38th favourite. But it's just... It's one of these ones that's a bit different. It's a bit rocky. It's got a great guitar solo in it, if you don't mind. Uh, it's catchy. Um, I'm, I'm just saying right now, it's not making the final. I've written down that it's not making the final. Ben Waterloo's opinion's been shit all, but I like it. If it was just up to me, this would make the final. But um, good on you, Bulgaria. Um, start with you, Jared. Bulgaria. I am not a fan, which no. is kind of disappointing because I normally like Bulgaria's entries, but this year, like, I just feel like it's like it's derivative, it's dated, it's such like a safe like rock song. Um, I almost feel like it's like the response to like Italy winning, like you get kind of these people like, oh, so they won with a rock song. We can do a rock song. Like, yeah, but you can't. Bulgaria's always a year behind. <laughs> so to me, like, yeah, this is like down there, like with Germany, I think it's got like no hope of making the final. So that's a no for you for making the final mm-hmm. there? Okay. Alex, please, please be team Ben on this one. Do we like Bulgaria? <laughs> I do like it. I have a funny feeling I've got rose-tinted glasses slightly because it was probably, I think, one of the earlier ones I was listening to when I was writing stuff down. I was like, oh, sweet, a rock entry. And then on reflection, I'm like, there's a lot of rock entries in this one. <laughs> I, I reckon now if I looked back at it, I was like, you know what, this probably isn't as special as I thought it was maybe when I first was listening to it. So it's got the benefit of being higher up in the alphabet. Um, but, um, like, I don't Common hate Bulgaria. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't hate it. I just, yeah, I, I I don't know if it's got enough about it. I haven't got it coming through. Oh, the first one was a three three nose for for us. Sad for Bulgaria, but uh, they were eleventh last year, so they did okay in twenty twenty one. They've been top ten three times since two thousand and five. Made the final five times, semifinals eight. They have made the final every year though since two thousand and sixteen. So they're on a bit of a streak, Bulgaria, but they've never won Eurovision. They were second back in twenty seventeen. So um, where I don't think we're going to Sofia anytime soon, sadly, uh, for for Bulgaria. Um, our next song is Croatia. Mia Dimsic, uh, is that Mia Dim Sim? Um, Dim Sims. Um, the song Guilty Pleasure fits in well with it's Dim Sims. Um, it's in English and Croatian. Um, she won the Croatian competition Dora 2022, Dora the Explorer with Dim Sims. Like, wow, Croatia's got everything going on. Uh, Mia is 29. Good for her. Um, I've written here, song grows on you. Catchy, poppy, it's okay. Um, I feel this is one of those ones where, again, it's just in the middle of the road. It's like you hear it and you go, oh, that song. Uh, There's nothing about it that stands out that you love it. You don't hate it. It's there. It's safe. It's Croatia. Kind of like the country. Uh, I've never been. I don't know. Um, Good soccer team, though. Uh, Alex, uh, (laughs) Croatia. Yeah, I just wrote, meh, seems okay, nothing significant. So I think that kind of puts it the same as what you were kind of saying. I, I don't know. I'm a, I was just like, there's there's nothing that makes me really excited about it. It's, you said it's not awful. I, yeah. I just, I'm not particularly excited by it compared to some of the others. And I think some of the other like kind of ballady ones kind of show it up a little bit more. It's actually a review of Eurovision. It's okay, but I'm not excited for it. So, <laughs> you know, um, Jared, Croatia. Yeah, I've written down Taylor Swift back catalog. Um, <laughs> oh, you ruined it now. <laughs> it's just 
Yeah, I, I agree with everything that said. It feels so like middle of the road. There's no wow moment. I just feel like when it gets to voting, like no one's going to remember it. So I don't, I yeah. don't think it's making it through. Yeah, it's a no from me as well, Alex. Yep, no from me. Yep. Bye bye, uh, Croatia. Sad that you won't be there, but uh, visit Croatia, beautiful country. And uh, can they go one better in the World Cup this year? We'll see. Um, never won Eurovision. They were fourth in 1996 and 1999. They were in the semis last year. Uh, they haven't been in the finals since 2017, and they have not been in the top 10 since 2001. They were in the top 10 in 2000 and 2001, and they haven't been back since. They made the finals 11 times since the year 2000, eight times in the semis only, and 27th favourite in uh, Eurovision world. So they're on the cusp there, on the cusp. Um, Denmark, we have an all-female pop rock band ready. It's called The Show. Uh, it's all in English, uh, not in uh, Danish. Uh, they won the Dansk Melody Grand Prix 2022. Um I like it. I've written here, it starts slow, but then it picks up with some rock and then it gets good and catchy. Good and catchy. That's, yeah, I've written catchy a lot of the times, Alex. You've written what you've written down. I've written catchy. Um, but, like, I, I, I feel like Denmark generally send either good or bad. Like, I feel like it's kind of hit and miss with Denmark. And I, I, I like this. I've, I've, I've got it not making the final, which makes me sad. But an all-female pop rock band. Like, why not? Denmark, good for you. Um, Jared, Denmark. I don't mind. I think it's, I think it's my favorite rock entry this year. Um, I just wish the intro was a bit shorter. I feel like it takes too long to get to, yeah. to like the rock moment, and I that that kind of worries me a bit about it. Um, but Denmark's gotten through with worse songs, so I think that it, I think that it might sneak through. Oh, you've got it making the final. Okay, there you go. All right, Alex, Denmark. Uh, it's a, it's a decent rock number. I, I don't hate it. I'm just still a little bit like, I don't think it stands out enough. And compared to some of the others, I think I was just like, uh, I'm less sold on it making the final. I've got it as a no, but said not terrible. Just, I, I don't know whether it's going to, how well it's going to vibe. Yeah, it's 34th favorite according to Eurovision world. So, um, they're not too confident with it, but, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. Eurovision, they've won it three times. Denmark, 63, 2013. Uh, didn't make the finals last year. Uh, they've been in the top 10 eight times since 2000. Made the finals 15 times. They only missed out five times. 2019, their last finals. Obviously, that makes sense. If they didn't make it last year, they obviously weren't going to make it in 2020 because there was no Eurovision. So uh, there you go. Greece, a country that uh, always generally sends memorable songs, apparently, except for this year. Um, the song is called Die Together by Amanda Georgiadi. Tenford, uh, Tenjord, uh, yeah, again, don't try it, Ben. It's in English, selected by the Hellenic Broadcasting Corporation. She's 25. She was born in Norway, Amanda. So, uh, good to see Norway sending two entries this time around. This is uh, pretty high up the ranks, seventh favorite according to Eurovision World, but eh, it's just this isn't what Greece usually sends. This is not a very Greek sounding song to me, and maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. Like, it's, it's I'm not a big fan of it. It's okay. I've just written slowish, bland, okay, decent, forgettable, not Greek. Um, but I still got it making the final because I think uh, it's it seems to be a popularish enough song that it will get in. But it's not a Ben Waterworth song, and that's all that matters to me. Uh, Alex, Greece. Um, I think uh, I kind of agree in that I was like, this probably isn't the one I'm the most keen on straight out. But listening to it, I was like, I think this 
this could be like a really strong, like vocal performance on the night that I think could really like stand out against some of the others when there aren't as many strong ballads. I think this really could kind of edge itself out from a few of the others. I haven't looked at like staging or what they're doing. So Jared might be able to tell me if there's anything like really cool to look for. But I think from like the song itself, I think I was like, it's okay. But I can see like, if it's, if it's done well, I can see it being really like one of the really well, it's dumb to say well sung ones at Eurovision, but like one that really stands out vocally, I think, on the night. So I've got it. Yeah, yeah, going through. You got it going through. All right. Jared, Grace. I think it's a it's a solid ballad, I would say. I think it's really jury friendly. How it goes with the televote, I feel depends on how people feel. It's a bit like depressing. Um but I think like I think comfortably it's gonna go through. Um, but I think maybe the odds have it a little bit high for what it is well it's our first uh, triple match since austria so there you go um greece won eurovision in 2005 you remember that song uh 10th in 2021 they're actually pretty successful the greeks so they've made the top 10 11 times since 2000 only missed the finals twice since the year 2000 so they've made 18 times so generally a good safe bet the greeks are making the final um and yeah seventh favorite according to uh, Eurovision World. So we'll see how that uh, goes ahead. All right, Iceland. Now let's try this, Ben. Um, Med Hakandi Sol. How'd I go there? Uh, by Sistor. Um, Iceland's always one of my favourite um, acts, no matter what song they send. And they are, if I had to say, I would rather Iceland win Eurovision than Australia. There's a controversial take. I just, I want Iceland to win. I want it to go to Reykjavik. I want to see Eurovision in Iceland. It's one of my favourite countries in the world. Should have won it two years ago. Robbed. That's one thing that took it, the pandemic, wasn't it? It was Iceland not winning Eurovision. Um, three sisters, uh, Siga, Beta, and Elin. This song went to number one in Iceland. It won Songvagkeppen. It's like, what a great language this is. The fact that you're like, oh, we're going to win Songvagkeppen. There's the reason why Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams competed for them in Eurovision a few years ago. Um I like like hey, it's, it's, yeah yeah ding dong. <laughs> I need to watch that movie again. It's been a while. Um, Pierce Brosnan, what a beautiful man. But it's like it's very Icelandic, is it not? Like it's very like Nordic. It's it's got this weird mood to it. It's like oh, like there's something about it. It's just it's I like it. I don't think it's gonna do well. I've got it missing the final, which makes me sad. But, like, I feel Iceland is very hit and miss. Like, generally, they do a song where everyone's like, yeah, or they just send a bunch of old punk rockers. Um, yeah, like, I, I want this to make the final. If I'm wrong about any of my choices, I want it to be this one. But I like it. I always like Iceland. I feel I've never not liked an Icelandic song. Jared, Iceland. I really like it, too. I like that it's, like, a little bit country, but not too country. Um I think they sing like really well together. I like kind of like the family angle. I think the staging is impactful from, from what I saw at like the national final. Um, I feel like the real battle in this semi is between Iceland and Portugal. <laughs> I, I feel like they're like covering like the same space. And to me, Portugal is slightly better. So I think this is like just going to miss out. Oh, oh, makes me sad. I should mention this song is in Icelandic too, uh, as it would be. Uh, Alex, Iceland, bring back Fire Saga, or are we on board with Sistor? I I like this. I think it's the same as you guys. I like the song. I think it's nice. I just think maybe it's a bit too subdued for what you're going to get at Eurovision. And as Jared said, when you've got another entry like Portugal that gives you a very similar vibe, I, I don't 
I just think it's going to kind of maybe get, yeah, overshadowed by a few of the others in the end. I, I don't hate it. I just don't quite think it's going to do enough to make it, unfortunately. So it's a, it's a triple no from us, sadly, for Iceland. Oh, I hope we're wrong. Poor Iceland. Never won Eurovision Iceland. They were second in 99 and 2009. Asterix should have won 2020. Um, they were fourth last year, so they still did all right with uh, What's-Her-Face coming back to, to do their song. Um, so they're still solid last year. Um, they've only been in the top 10 four times since 2000 and 13 times in the final, seven times only in the semifinal, 33rd favourite. So uh, Eurovision world, not too confident when it comes to that. All right, I uh, just want to open our next uh, act with uh, the following. <clears throat> Instead of meat, I eat veggies and pussy. I like them both. Um, Where's the rest of it? I like them both juicy. There you go. That is the opening of Latvia's song this year. Uh, Sizeni, eat your salad. Uh, I mean, the title alone knows you're going to get a, a song here. Uh, it won Supernova, their Latvian contest. They're a Latvian pop band. I have literally written, wow, what a song. I want to hate it, but it's fun. Wow. Um, seriously, this is something else. Um, and it's not even just like that opening line, which obviously they're going to be censoring, no doubt, in the... Uh, I think I've watched the performance. This is one of the ones I've seen the performance of and he kind of leans away from the microphone and goes like, <gasps> like when he says it. But it's not even that lyrics, which is he's talking about getting his reusable bag, that swag, my flex, my flag, zero waste, that is my jam, save fuel and sell your truck, the karma comes for free and so does like... Doesn't he talk about his big sausage or something like that? Um, yeah, because my sausage is just bigger. Um, yeah, like, and like just looking at these guys, they've just got punchable faces because they're talking about like, uh, I'm not anti-environmentalist by the way, but by me bagging out vegans and things like that, like I'm not Isaac Butterfield, like good for you doing your thing. But there's just something about those people that seriously, we all know they've got punchable faces, but like this song is just amazing. <laughs> like it just, it shouldn't be amazing. It's stupid. He opens up talking about wanting to eat pussy, a Eurovision song. <laughs> like it's just... But this song, seriously, is just... I think this is... There's two songs that are the most memorable for me. This is one of them. Um, I love it. I don't want to like it, but I love it. And I, I, I want Latvia to do well. I want them to win. They're not going to. I'm going to make in the final. I'll say that now. Fucking Latvia. What a great song. Alex. Uh, Latvia. Like, I try and rate every song between, like, kind of 1 and 10 for what I'm thinking. And I just put a question mark for this because I'm still in the... <laughs> like, I don't even know, man. Like, it's... I, I kind of love it. I kind of think it's ridiculous. I've got no idea still. I did love, I got to talk, I was talking about it with some friends the other day and I just started playing it for them. And of course, after the first line, they're all in like hysterics being like, this can't be real. This, And I'm like, so I, I, I don't have it making the final because I thought, like, surely not. No. But I so hope it does. I so want it there because half, as I said, any of my friends who have not heard it, I want to be there for that moment where that hopefully SBS in its glory plays it as it should be played. <laughs> oh, SBS will. <laughs> SBS, that, that's that's nine o'clock viewing for them on a Saturday night. Come on, that's Absolutely. just standard standard affair. I, I haven't just quickly, Jared, before I get to you, I haven't really been mentioning where they're being. They're going to be performing in order. So this will be the second song. Um, and yeah, just quickly going over Austria 13th, Bulgaria 7th, Croatia 11th, Denmark 12th, Greece 15th, Iceland 14th, in terms of the order of the semi final. So going second, uh, I feel a bit sad for Latvia going second in the semi final. But Jared, Latvia, geez, wow, wow, wow. 
this is like the wild card of the semis. Like, who knows what's going to happen with this song? I, if I was the EBU, I feel like I'd be like scared about like what is going to happen in this performance because I don't think they're going to stick to the script of what they did in rehearsals. I think anything could happen here. I love that there's like a sax solo in it as well. Um, Oh, they're just so crazy and fun. Like spot number two is like the like spot of death normally in like Eurovision, <laughs> but I hope that they make it through. I've said that they're going to go through. I don't know if they will, but I just, I just want it to happen. I've got them going through. I, I, I can't live in a world where a song that opens up with I eat pussy doesn't make it through to the finals of Europe. I mean, I, I still live in sadness that Dustin the turkey didn't make the finals, but I mean, come on, this is better than Dustin the turkey. Um, Turkey, if you've seen Gili and eating pussy, it kind of works. Um, they won Eurovision back in 2002. It's the 20th anniversary of Latvia's famous Eurovision win in 2002. So what a way to celebrate. Um, they made the semis last year, didn't make the finals. They've been in the top 10 four times since 2000. Very hit and miss for Latvia. They've made the finals 10 times and missed the finals 10 times since the year 2000. Haven't been in the finals since 2016, Latvia. So cel- I was going to say, it's good. I mean, they should know, like, food theme ones go well for them from memory. They were cake to bake, weren't they, like, a that, while back yes. as well? Cake to bake. Oh, God. Maybe that's just their thing, like Bulgarian supergroups and Latvian food. You know? But, again, like, I remember Maybe when I niche. saw the list, I hadn't listened to the song yet, so I knew nothing about it. But when I literally saw that there was a song called Eat Your Salad, I'm like, oh, please be good. Like, <laughs> like just, that, that's the- it. I think the first time you ever listen to it, you you it's just the best to see someone listen to the first time being like, this can't be real. Like the it's line. it's one of those moments where once you've done it once, you you can't you watching someone else listening to it for the first time is like more joyous than anything else because it's just not what they're expecting. And I think like it's obviously getting enough attention because I have a friend here who like being American, she knows nothing about Eurovision, so I'm trying to sell her on these songs. And I literally was like, okay, so there's this song, this is the opening line, and she's like, oh, is that the Latvian one? Somebody in the office actually was like, and like, so people know about it in in America. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, oh, is that that one? So yeah, well, it might work for it or not. Um, they are the 24th favorite according to Eurovision World. So um that would say they win with the shot of making the final. So come on, Latvia, do it. I know I'm only a few hours away of seeing this uh, live, so I, I hope he doesn't censor it. And just the hair, the blonde, the, the, the yeah, weird-looking guys, but I love it. Um, we go from a great song to Lithuania. Um, <laughs> Monica Liu, uh, the song is called Sentimental. It's in Lithuanian. They're performing third Lithuania in this uh, semifinal. It won the – now I'm gonna, let's, let's try and butcher this – the one the Pabandom is Nau, the Lithuanian public song contest, is the first song fully in Lithuanian since 1994. So the Lithuanians are now proud of their language. Uh, went to number one in Lithuania. Monica is 34. Good for her. Um, I've written it's bland, weird, boring, sounds like Sia and unmemorable. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally looking at this going, I cannot remember the Lithuanian song and I've got them not making the final. So that's all I've got to say about Lithuania. Uh, Jared, Lithuania. I feel like it's it's catchy for like a mid-tempo song. And I think that she is kind of able to pull it off. I think this is one of the songs that has been impacted the most by The Broken Sun. Um <laughs> But I think that she has enough like charisma to kind of pull it off. I think it, I imagine it doing well with the juries. It's another one of those, what's the televote going to do? Um, but I think it's going to go through. Oh, okay. There you go. Alex, Lithuania. Uh, 
I'm more in the Ben camp on this one. This one didn't do it for me as much. I just thought it was a little bit bland, a little bit uninteresting. Not not my favorite out of the some of them out there. It's got nothing on the roof from the last few years or which is about the only good Lithuanian entry I can think about for quite a while. Um, <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, no, sorry. I don't have a huge, much of excitement about this one. I don't have it going through. Oh, there you go. Coming from a true boggy fan. Hung- Hungary aren't in it this year, are they? What's up? what's happened to Hungary? Where have they gone, Jared? Been in it for a while. They're, oh, they're over it. They can't top boggy. That's basically Chuck- it. They're just like, no, no. Chucking a hissy fit with Turkey. Mm. Just, just don't want to be involved. What was the one they did the other year? Wasn't it? it was like rap and opera, the Hungary? I mean, what was that one? He like went full up. Was that Hungary? Was that? No, it was Croatia when he turned halfway into opera halfway through. Isn't it? Anyway, often confused, Hungary and Croatia. Um, Eurovision, <laughs> probably start a war there, Ben. Careful. Um, Eurovision World aren't a fan of this one. They've got their second last. <laughs> They've got a 39th favourite. Um, they have never won Eurovision, Lithuania. They were six back in 2006. They were eight last year. Been in the top 10 three times since 2001 when they first competed and made the final 12 times, semi-final only seven times. So uh, there you go. All right, let's get to one of our favourite countries in all of Eurovision. They never fail to deliver. Uh, Moldova, they're performing ninth. Um, I'm going to butcher this, but we'll get to it. Tren Elitful, performed by Zadobsi Zadub and the Advahov brothers. It's in Romanian and English. Just to clarify, this is a song about a train ride between the capitals of Moldova and Romania, Bucharest and Shizanu, and apparently it coincided with the opening of the line. Like, it was, they were so happy in Romania and Moldova that they've got a train that they can visit each other. Like, let's send a song to Eurovision. Um, it has been described as an energetic and happy train ride. Um, this song is fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 like the chorus, the hey, ho, let's go. Da, 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 da. I, I've watched the film clip of this because I don't think there's a live performance online that I could find. Um, it was selected by the Moldovan uh, jury panel of TRM. So I think they submit songs and then it's just a jury. So it's not like a televote or anything. Um, oh, it's brilliant. I fucking love this song. Moldova is amazing. The Sunstroke Project never gets old. Epic sax guy from an epic sax guy to an epic train ride. Um, Alex, please tell me you like Moldova. This song's amazing. Oh, yes, of course. This is entertaining. I, I very much enjoy how different this is. Uh, it's a little bit ridiculous again, but I really hope it makes the final. It's just very different again, and I really enjoy that. My only fear out of all this is everyone who's voting for this will probably also be the kind of people who I think would vote for both like Latvia and Norway, amongst others. And I'm like, man, I really I'm hope wrong you with can... those people, Alex. <laughs> I'm like, no, they're the best people. What do you I'm not say? Saying I think they're great people. I'm just saying they can only have so many votes. And I, that's my only fear is like try to share them around will be interesting. But that's I, why I want I the top hope... three to be at Eurovision this year. Shut up. Oh, I, I'm not going to disagree with you on any of that. But um, I've got it. Make I've said yes to this one going through. I, I really hope it does. But again, I, I, I don't know how a jury's going to see this. <laughs> They're so happy, happy Moldova. Like, seriously, they always talk about like the happiest countries in the world being like the Scandinavian. Why is Moldova never on these? Because Moldova songs are always amazing. They're happy. Like I want to go to Moldova. I want to go to Chisanu or whatever you call it. Like it sounds like an epic country. Jared, let's get a boy strip going to Moldova in 2023. Come on and catch catch the express. Um, yes. <laughs> This is just such a classic Moldovan entry. Like they never, they never disappoint. I, I don't think I've, oh, okay, maybe once, but they're just, 
Oh, such a good country. I think this is my favorite of like the non-serious entries. I'm so annoyed that they all got bundled into kind of this same semi mostly like all like, and to me, it's like a toss up between like Moldova and Latvia fighting for the, for the spot to go through. Aww. So I've said that this is going to miss out, but I would Aww. be happy. I mean, I want to live in a world where Latvia, Moldova yeah. and Norway all go through, but I've said that this will miss out. Jared, did you say this was going through or missing out? Missing uh, out. Alex, sorry. You're Jared. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Alex I'm, is the other I'm, guy. I'm, yeah. I'm in on this one. Out of the you're three, I, I, Latvia is my one missing out of the oh. the three in this one. Oh, spoiler for one coming up. I've got to go in through if I didn't say that already. But can we just combine Moldova and Latvia, like eating pussy on a train trip? Like, fun time. Eating your salad. I mean, <laughs> why not? Um, let's let's do that. Um, never won Eurovision Moldova. Robbed twice with the Sunstroke Project. But they got third back in 2017. So uh, they got close. Uh, they were 13th last year. They've made the top 10 twice since 2005, the final 11 times. Only missed out five times. Moldova's got a good strike rate. And uh, 23rd favourite, according to Eurovision World. So, uh, but like, again, is there a live performance online? Because I couldn't find one. I only found this, like, great film clip for them, all on a train with, like, an accordion and everything. So have I missed out on a live performance on this? I think there was, like, a live performance at whatever, like, Moldova's national final is. But, it, like, you didn't, like, miss much. It was very, like, the whole, every like entry at that thing was very like low budget. Obviously they didn't spend any money on staging. So mm. I'm just hoping like, surely like we've got to get a train on stage to me. Like that's like oh. make or break this. If there's a train on stage, like they're through. Well, I'd hate to see what Latvia puts on stage then. Um, geez. Oof. Um, all right. Let's Alan. go to a cunt. Yeah, exactly. What else was I thinking of? Uh, let's go to the Dutch. There's two things in this world that I hate. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Um, we've got S10. The song is called Die Depti. De- my Dutch is crap. It's in Dutch, this song. Um, it was selected by Avrotros. Uh, that's the Dutch network, not a bird. Uh, it is the first fully Dutch song since 2010. Um, she's 21 years old. Is S10. That's not her real name, but that's her stage name. I mean, unless that's a Dutch name. I don't know how it works over there. They're good speed skaters and good Formula One drivers, but decent Eurovision singers recently. Uh, went to number two in the Netherlands. I've written it's okay. It's it's catchy. It's got to be like a haunting sound. Like it's it gets in your head when you remember it, and it's kind of like it's fine. Like it, there's, there's nothing. It's inoffensive. It's inoffensively Dutch. Um... Uh, and it's got some traction. Ninth favourite right now for Eurovision World. It's going eighth in the final, so kind of in the middle there. Um, yeah, it's fine. The Dutch, good for them. Uh, Alex, <laughs> S10, the Dutch. Yeah, I kind of wrote a bit in between. Like, I, I don't mind it. I, I don't know if there's enough pizzazz to make it really kind of stand out. But, um, like, it is well received. I think it will make the final. Um, I'm Again, it's just one I'm going to be intrigued to see how exciting they can kind of make it and how much it kind of stands up against a few of the others as a result. I've got it making the final two. I'll mention that. Uh, Jared, got your name right this time. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the better ballads. It's got a catchy chorus. It's nice to having them, nice having them sing in Dutch. Um, so I think it's going to go through. Bring back Dutch country. Um, always, always good for that. Um, one Eurovision five times. That's what equal third most successful nation, the Dutch. 1957, 59, 69. Was that a three-way tie in Jesus Christ, how many people won in 1969? I feel like more about who lost in 1969. Sorry, Spain, it wasn't that good that you won in 19... Everyone got a turn. Um, 1975, and they finally broke the drought back in 2019, of course. 
Technically hosted it twice the Dutch in the last two years. So good for them. That's the longest standing hosting besides Ireland. Uh, they were 23rd last year. So I didn't. So was it about broccoli last year? Was it? I didn't. I don't remember. No, it just sounded like it. It right, was. Okay. It, it's the way. It, I think. I'm sure. I think it was something in Dutch. I'm assuming. Right. Often but confused. To, the it kind Dutch of sounded broccoli. like you know my broccoli when they kind of <laughs> sung it. Was it a fan of the James Bond franchise, Barbara and all that sort of stuff? Um, it, yeah, it was not a memorable year. entry. You did not miss okay. anything. I'm glad. Uh, they've been in the top 10 three times. I feel that I feel like they've been in the top 10 more than three times, the Dutch. They generally do okay. Finals 11 times, semifinals nine times. Yeah, ninth favorite, according to Eurovision World. And so we've all got them making the finals. So there we go. All right. Um, just quickly, before we get to this song, I um, can I just for both of you, Alex, um, I don't, if you don't like your name, can I call you Keith? And Jared, if, if you don't like your name, maybe I'll call you Jim. Um, I just just randomly thought I might bring that up um, because when it gets to the next song, I'm saying it right now, my favourite song of Eurovision 2022. This song is amazing. It's Norway. Subwoofer, give that wolf a banana. Again, another song which I didn't listen to until I saw the title. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope this song is good. It's called Give the Wolf a Banana. Like automatically brilliant. Um, they won Melody Grand Prix 2022. It's gone to number four in Norway. Um, and if this is one I have definitely watched the live performance of. These guys dress in suits, white shirts, and wear yellow wolf masks, and they're literally called Keith and Jim. Uh, <laughs> does this not remind you of um, what does a fox say? Like, is this kind of just what it's meant to be? Um, I mean, some of the lyrics of this song. Like literally, like it's kind of like Latvia where you listen to the opening of it because I love it where it's like literally starts off with, not sure I told you, but I really like your teeth. That hairy coat of yours with nothing underneath. Not sure you have a name, so I will call you Keith. Yep. And then it gets better. See where you're going, but I don't know where you've been. Is that saliva or blood dripping off your chin? If you don't like the name Keith, I'm going to call you Jim. (laughs) What the fuck is this? And literally the chorus. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf banana. Like, oh, this song, seriously, win Eurovision right now. Norway, I want you to win. Uh, Jared, please tell me you like Norway. This is, this is amazing. This is how you do like a joke entry and make it competitive. I think this even has a shot of doing okay with the juries. I, I like. I don't think they're going to blanket. The choreography is great. The costumes are great. The song is great. Even like the astronaut DJ man at the back yes. is great. Yes, I love that um, guy. <laughs> it's just it's so good, and I don't know how they like can pull it off with this song, but just everything about it is is perfect. I think this is like a shoe in for the final. It's winning the televote in this. Uh, well, maybe not winning like the televote because Ukraine's there. Um, no. <laughs> but like if Ukraine wasn't there, like they'd be winning the televote. I think they still could win the televote. Um, this should be closing out the semifinal. Like it's like they've messed that up, but like it's easily going through. Oh, and like the fact that they're called sub while being about wolves and dressing like everything about this just sells itself. Alex, God damn, this song is amazing. Yes. Done. This is, yeah, I agree. This is my favorite for the year. This is, this is everything. I, I will put all 20 votes onto this in the final, potentially. Like I will, I will do what I need to, to give this any kind of love. Like this is probably the one song I have known about for a while. And it was just pure chance. I think the day after they won the competition to get in that I was on Facebook and I saw the, like the wolf thing on come up and I was like, all right, let's see what's going on here. 
And ever since then, it's just been like, all right, yep, I'm I'm all in on this. This is this is the one, guys. This is anyone who's who's like, oh, do you want to come to this Eurovision thing you're doing? I'm like, this is the one, guys. Like, this is the one. Like, people at my dance studio were like, we might have to learn this dance at one point. Oh, we might have to get the whole suits do. and everything. Like, we're I, I'm all in on subwoofer. This is just like. Uh, we're going to get to Ukraine very shortly and I'm not taking away from Ukraine because Ukraine is actually a good song, but like, it's just, if this wasn't the Ukraine year that clearly they're going to win, like just, this had to be the one that like, Oh, come on, this should win it. And like, I, again, I shared this with people who, like, I shared this with Colin and Noah in our 007 group. I said to like, Colin, like if you don't ever watch Eurovision one, you watch it for this. Um, like this is, and he's just like, I don't know what I just watched. And I'm like, exactly. Like, that's the beauty of it. And the fact that like one of their names is Keith, like I've, I'm claiming they're half Australian. Like, let's be honest. It's such an Aussie name. Keith, Norway, like it fits. Um, so good. Uh, they've won Eurovision three times, Norway, 1985, 1995, 2009. They were 18th last year, been in the top 10, eight times since 2000, 17 times in the final, only missed out three times. Norway's got a very good strike rate. Eighth favorite uh right now so that's going to go up higher with the performance surely and we've all oh, got them so, going through the yeah. final right as jared yep. said i'm so intrigued to hear the like see the jury's response to this because i oh. think that will be the thing that will really be and i said i think it's got a banging baseline amongst everything oh, it else does. like it's got a good tune underneath it which is really good this is the one song that i think will be on my playlist for a long time even after you know no matter how it does just quickly mention the jury i forgot to mention the australian jury that we're sending we touched on dylan lewis uh, Montaigne, whatever it is, she's back. Uh, Matt Okine, who's a stand-up comedian, radio host, actor, and rapper, also known as one half of the hip-hop duo Boilermakers. I don't think Have he's I funny, missed- but that's a personal no. thing. Never, don't know who he is. Bridget Husswaite, a music presenter and radio host of Good Nights, the flagship news program on oh, Triple J. There you go. That's why I don't give a shit about her. And Millie Petrelli, Petrelli Petrellia. Director of Member Relations and Partnerships at APRA AMCOS, Australia's premier copyright management organisation. So basically the boss of APRA goes. Okay. Um, I've got no opinion. Dylan, I don't mind Dylan Lewis. I, I didn't see the green room, so I can't comment on that. But um, he was famous 20 years ago. That's generally what SBS do with these types of people. Um, Jared, anything to add on, on our... Oh, and Courtney Act is our um, our our face. She will be uh, reading the votes. No, Lily Lin Chin. Bring her back. But uh, yeah, Jared, anything to add on, on our jury and Courtney Act? I think it's an okay panel. Um, nothing will ever be worse than... Uh, when Richard, uh, what's his face, put um, Golden Boy last. Oh. Um, so I think like now I'm just the, the jury can't do any wrong after that after that moment. Australia's shame when Richard Wilkins put Golden Boy last. Uh, Alex, anything to add? I miss El Fresh the Lion. <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Let's take a moment to remember El Fresh the Lion. Uh, Portugal. Uh, they're next. So they're performing 10th, basically halfway. So Maro is the act. Suad, Suade. It's two words in Portuguese that I'm not even... Suade, Suade, whatever it is. Um, English and Portuguese, this song is in. It won the Festival Den Cancao. It's number four in Portugal on the charts. Maro is a 27-year-old. Um, yeah, I've written boring, slow, catches a bit, but bland, no thanks. Um, although it's got some traction, 11th favourite. Um, I much prefer um, Iceland. So uh, I'm not a fan of this song, and I've I've controversially got it missing out, even though it's so highly ranked. That's my take on Portugal, but uh, yeah, Alex, Portugal. Um, it's chill. It's different. I uh, I was still kind of go- I think I was still umming and ahhing, being like, yeah, no, uh, maybe I- I've got it going through. Um, because I was going to put one of the chill ones through at least. Um, I. 
I'm kind of intrigued to see how it goes live as a performance because in, in like a small intimate setting, I can see like why it's kind of cool. It has that kind of like sessions feel like that you used to see like Music Max and things like that going back in the day. Oh, music in a Max. huge kind of arena, I, I'm i intrigued to see how it kind of, yeah, plays to a big crowd. Okay. Oh, music Max. Hashtag bring back Music Max. I used to love Music Max. Um, Jared, Portugal. I think it's it's a it's a good song. It's like it's haunting. It's atmospheric. I think, like Alex said, it's going to depend a lot on the staging whether they can like create like the right vibe. Um, but I think it's going to go through. Okay, so I'm I'm the odd one out there. So cool, go me. Um, one Eurovision, of course, back in 2017. We all remember that song. Twelfth in 2021, been in the top ten only once since 2000 when they won it. Um, made the finals eight times and semi final. I feel like Portugal is just that country that like. Yeah, 50-50, and then when they do, they just you don't remember them. Poor Portugal. Um, 11th favourite, though, for Eurovision World, so they're doing well. Um, Slovenia, not Slovakia, but Slovenia. Uh, the song is called LPS. It is No, the song is Disco. The band is LPS. Um, it stands for Last Pizza Slice, by the way, uh, just, just if you're wondering what LPS stands for. Um, they won EMA 2022 to go through. I've written jazzy, bit catchy, not overly great, somewhat funky. Um, it's fine. It's again another one, another one of these like middle of the range ones where it's like yeah, it's it's fine, but it's not going to stand out. It's no Norway. I'm not talking about eating your grandma. Uh, I don't have it going through. Sorry, Slovenia, but uh, that's all from me. Uh, Alex, Slovenia. Um, I think in the most offensive comment I've given anything, I called it amateurish. <laughs> No, <laughs> I just, I just didn't. I, it kind of felt like you know, high school like group kind of maybe made it slightly better than they should. I, I, I'm not a, I, I don't know. What, I said I don't know why. I just looked at it and went, yeah, th- nah, nah. Sorry, guys, but no, no. So not going through. No. No, right. <laughs> no, that's, that's this is probably my like. You know, you talk about like worst of the worst. This is probably yeah. my lowest one. <laughs> Jared, Slovenia. Yeah, I've written that it's a bit one note. I think they are actually a young band just out of a high school, so it kind of yeah. fits. <laughs> um, Playing to their vibe. But, yeah, I can't, I can't see it going through. Oh, poor Slovenia. Uh, semi-final last year, been in the top 10 only once since 2000. I should say they never won Eurovision. Their highest place was 7th, 2001, 1995. Been in the final nine times, missed out 11 times. They have not made the final since 2019. Eurovision World have them as 37th favourite. I feel this will be the last time we're talking about Slovenia. Uh, Switzerland, Boys Don't Cry by Marius Baer. Uh, going in fourth into this one, um, it was selected by SRGSSR, the Swiss TV, went to number five in Switzerland. Maris is 29 and he won a Swiss Music Award for Best Talent. Now, if there's anything more Swiss than winning the Swiss Music Award for Best Talent. Okay, that's pretty generic, very Swiss, good for him. Um, look, this song, it rem- you remember it. Like, I remember this, I can sing it in my head. It's, it's catchy at least. It's a bit boring but it's weirdly sweet it's kind of cute like that's what i've written down like we literally have the lyrics of sometimes airplanes fall down from the sky mountains they crumble rivers run dry and boys do cry okay thanks for that it's i think it's a very safe song i I think it will go through because i think you remember it but i think it's gonna do shit in the final so yeah switzerland go through for me it's fine whatever jared it's very swiss let's just say that 
Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of this. I feel like it's just, it's what you said, it's safe. And I feel like it's jury bait. Like it's the angling for the jury votes. I don't think that it's going to do great with the televote. Uh, it's not in the worst running spot in the final, being between Lithuania and Slovenia. Um, but I've said it's not going through. Oh, he's, I mean, then we'll see if uh, boys really do cry, I guess. Maybe he'll live up to the title. Uh, Alex? Um, yeah, I understand. Like, it's, yeah, very much jury baity. I feel that. Like, I put it as just stands out for some reason. I don't have a great mm. reason as to why. It just feels like it does. Yeah. So I've got it going through. I think, yeah, it does okay. I don't think it does great, but I think it does okay enough for the final. And then who knows after that? Switzerland have not won Eurovision since 1988 with a certain singer called Celine Dion, very Swiss, of course. Also won it in 1956. They were third last year. Uh, so that was both your favourites last year with Switzerland. I, I need to go back and listen to it. I don't remember their song. Uh, they finished top 10 three times since 2000, made the final eight times, missed out 11 times. Uh, they were fourth in 2019. Third in 2021, don't think they're going to be second in 2022. You never know. Uh, 21st favourite, according to Eurovision World. All right, let's get to it. Everyone, shut up shop. The winner of uh, Eurovision 2022, Ukraine, uh, Stefani, uh, Stefani, have you say it? Uh, Kalush Orchestra. It's all in Ukrainian. It uh, won the Vidbia uh, contest. It actually got second, I should say. It didn't win. Uh, act called Pash won. But she was disqualified because she what went to Russia or Crimea or something. I don't know. Something very Ukraine. You can't do that. You know, bad, bad. You looked at Russia on a map. You can't go. Um, they're a Ukrainian rap group. This song was the number one Ukrainian airplay song. I don't really know if they're focusing on doing charts right now in Ukraine for obvious reasons. Went to number 43 in Lithuania, though. Uh, and this song is actually not a war song. This is a song about the mother of the narrator of this song. So you think this would be like, you know, no war. But no, it's like, yeah, let's sing about my mum. Um, it's a great song. Like, this is the thing. Like, when I saw the odds and I'm like, oh, yeah, Ukraine number one. Of course they are. Like, no matter what. This isn't 2016 when Ukraine won with a shit song. This song is actually good. I actually really do like this song. And I think that if we didn't have a certain situation happening in Ukraine, this would probably still be one of the favourites. I think I was reading that this was still listed as a potential favourite before the war. So, um, yeah, there's something about it. I like it. It's catchy. It's Ukrainian rap. Why wouldn't you like it? It's got some pipes in it. Like, I watched a live performance of this and it was epic. Like kind of the guy when he's got his like flute and he's getting on stage and he's getting down with it. So, I mean, I think we're all pretty much going to predict Ukraine is winning this year, but I'm glad that it looks like it will win with a good song. Like this isn't 2016. This is Wild Dances Ukraine with a song that you like and you're glad that it will win. This is very Ruslana, uh, similar-ish. Um, Jared, let's start with you, Ukraine. I think like the Ukraine always sends quality. They deserve their like perfect qualifying record. I like this song a lot. I like the pipe bits in it. I like the rap. I think like the break dancing is good as well. I like that. It's something very different from everything else in the competition. I like it. I mean, it's obviously qualifying. I, yeah, it's, it's just a shame about, I mean, it's a shame all around about the situation, but I feel like it, if they do win, it kind of taints it a bit. I think this is solidly without the situation. Top 10, I don't know if I would say it's winning without the situation. Um, but like you say, it's a quality song, so I won't be mad if it does end up winning. I, I mean, 
I think one thing we should probably look at going into the final is maybe what is the record for most ever points in Eurovision to win? Like, I mean, like, I, I don't want to say it's going to get perfect, but I just think that this is just going to thrash everything when it comes to it. Alex, uh, Ukraine? Yeah, good song. Nice song. As I said, it, it would be a good entry most years. And as I think Jared put it well, like, you don't want to go away being like, well, this only won because of this reason, but... It's always going to hang there, I think. But it's it's enjoyable. Yeah, there's a lot to like about it. There's raps, there's pipes, there's a lot of really cool things. So I'm looking forward to its probable coronation at the end of the week. I think it will hopefully be a big uplifting moment. Um, I hope it's an enjoyable performance and I hope everyone really gets behind it. Um, I did see on a thing recently that the mayor of Stockholm has already ho- offered to host Eurovision if Ukraine oh. win. So of course it's Sweden, Sweden that sw- said that. <laughs> so classic Sweden trying to cash in already. Always Sweden. Just oh, we're there. We're, we're, we've always got a venue ready to go for Eurovision. So um, obviously we've all got it going through. I just want to say though, just like if Eurovision uh, is won by Ukraine, um, Georgia was robbed when Georgia got invaded. Like, ten- why didn't Georgia win the next year? Right? And Russia just invades everyone, right? So like, come on, like. Who's next? Um, Kazakhstan? Isn't Armenia always getting invaded by Azerbaijan? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Why isn't Armenia ever, like, getting the love? Like, poor Armenia. I feel bad for them. Anyway, um, got a new Ukraine. And obviously, they are the first favourite uh, from Eurovision World. One Eurovision twice. 2004, still one of my favourite Eurovision songs. And then 2016, fuck that year. Uh, fifth in 2021 last year. They've been in the top 10 seven times since 2003. Final 16 times. And as Jared mentioned, never missed the final. 100% record. Australia can't even say that anymore. So uh, go Ukraine. All right, we've been going for an, uh, about an hour and a uh, half here, around 40 minutes. These two have got to get up in like five hours. So we're going to try and uh, breeze through the second semifinal. The weaker of the se- semifinals. I think we can all agree on that one. No, Jared, you, you disagree? This is this is like the bloodbath semifinal. Oh, I think well. semifinal one is more enjoyable. Mm. But I think in terms of the songs that you're going to see up near the top of the leaderboard in the final, like this is like the one where like it's a bloodbath there's always one semi-final that's a bloodbath and this one i would not want to be in this one i i just kind of went that way because of the first one we're going to talk about um australia uh sheldon riley not the same uh yeah i think it sums up pretty much that um one australia decides funnily enough um now he's a 23 year old singer from sydney now i've never heard of him but i just want to read his bio for some people aren't familiar with him X Factor in 2016 uh, went into it, was eliminated quite early with a band. Cool. Then entered The Voice in 2018, got third. Bit of an improvement. Came back for The Voice All-Stars in 2019, made it the semifinals. Good for him. Then went to America's Got Talent uh, in 2020 and got to the third quarterfinal. Like, does this guy just never give up? Like, 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 mate, like, get it. You're not going to win these things. But somehow he won. Australia decides to go to Eurovision. Um... Ah, oh, I, I, I feel I listened to some of our old episodes, and I feel like the last few times we've done these, I've gone like, "Oh, this is our year!" Like Kamil Heikey, I think I called Jessica Malboy's winner. I'm, yep, I'm the complete opposite this time around. I, I think this is the worst song we've ever sent. Like, it's better live. I watched it live. I will say it improves it when you see it live, and I get, I like the message. I like kind of the you know the theme of the song. It's great, but is this not that "Take Me to Church" song? Like, this is what this song is. Like, it's, oh, I just, I'm not a fan. And, like, I'm so, so sad that this is our song that we're sending. You know, we're not sending Voyager or whatever. Like, what? what? Like, why? Um, Sheldon, you seem like a nice kid. But, like, give up, mate. Like, 
Sorry, like, just don't do it. I, I have got us not making the final again. I know that's an unpopular thing because I know we're ranked highly on the odds. But just, there's just something about this song that is just, it just it doesn't do it for me. Um, we're going in the middle. We're like eighth. But uh, I'm calling. I mean, I'm not great without predicting. I've said we're going to win the last two times and we didn't. So we'll probably win it this year, clearly. Um, no, it's a no from me. And I'm saying we're not making the final for the second time in a row. Jared, I'm, I'm so intrigued to hear your take on, on Sheldon. It's... It's not my favorite song. It wasn't my favorite song at Oz Decides. For me, it's like a bit repetitive mm. uh, and, and borders on a bit whiny. I do think like vocally though, it's like a standout. I think the juries are going to love it. Televote's going to struggle, but that's every time Australia competes. Um, I think it's impactful enough to go through. I just, I, I'm not a fan of like the mask and I think the mask reveal moment is like, melodramatic and happens too late in the song but i think that there's enough substance there in the message and the vocals that it all go through alex yeah i wrote that i wrote good message but how good is the song i don't know um i've i've put it going through probably because it's australia i i think (laughs) i think i feel like i try and directly compare it with a couple of the other ballads and while i don't think it's like the number one ballad i think it does okay as like maybe like a like maybe like the second maybe the third or fourth best one in like the semi. So um, I think that might be enough to to get enough of the jury, especially to get it through. Okay, but yeah, I will I, say I, actually, go back on the bloodbath comment, Jared. I will say this was the one I struggled the most to fit more songs into the final. So I uh, yeah, that one. Um, yeah, geez, I don't know. Um, semi-final last year, obviously, for Australia, the first time we didn't make the final. Uh, been in the top 10 four times. Um, only poor old uh, Jess got robbed uh, of not making it when we made the finals. Uh, final five, um, we made the final five times, semi-final once. So, yeah, just a refresher for people listening. We were fifth in 2015, second in 2016. Hashtag should have won. Uh, ninth in 2000. How were we ninth in 2000? I look, how the fuck? <laughs> Can we swap 2017 and 2018 around for the correct placings there? Uh, 2018, 20th, and then Kate. I rewatched that. Yes, oh, I forgot how good Kate's song was, ninth. So uh, there you go. 13th favorite, according to Eurovision World. So uh, should comfortably make it through based on that. But anyway, um, speaking of invading Azerbaijan, uh, Nadia Rustamli, Rustamli, Fade to Black, uh, selected by Iktamay Television, uh, Azerbaijani uh, National um, Network. Um, she's 22. She won season two of The Voice, Azerbaijan. Good for her. Um, he, I've written it. He, yeah, he I was going to say, I thought it was a guy. <laughs> shit, yeah. Shit. Sorry. Did it again. He, he, thank Lost you. Lost our Azerbaijani listeners. Ah, they weren't listening in the first place. Um, that'll just invade me. It's all good. And no one will know about it. Um, too soon. Uh, it's slow. I've written it picks up, gets a bit epic. Um, it's okay. And it ends well. That's my notes. Uh, <laughs> Alex, Azerbaijan. I just wrote just okay. Like I, I don't think it really did enough for me to kind of, yeah, really get me excited about it in the end. I don't have it making the final. Yeah, I don't either. I'll add that quickly just while I'm in there. Uh, Jared? Yeah, make that three for not the not making the final. Um, and it'll only be like their second ever non-qualification if they don't make it. And I just, I don't think there's enough substance to it i don't think he knows what he's actually singing about judging by his interviews like his english isn't isn't great and he's got a translator there to like answer the questions for him so i don't think he knows what he's singing about um 
and yeah, this really is like the sad boy semifinal. It's weird not having Switzerland in here. They should have put them in here because this is like the male sad ballad. Um, but I think this is the weakest of the three. In English, yes, the song is. They won Eurovision in 2011 as Azerbaijan, which is that like your least favorite winner, Jared? I always seem to think you didn't like their win. Is that? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, that is yep. a joke. And uh, 20th, <laughs> 20th in 2021, as you said, they've only missed out once on the finals. Uh, seven top tens. Azerbaijan has done pretty well. And they've been in the final every since 2008. So um, they've got a good streak running on there. Uh, 29th favorite on Eurovision World. But yeah, no, I've got them not making it through either. Uh, Belgium, they are going 16th. So that would make them third, uh, second last, third last. Uh, miss you, miss you, miss you, Bay. Uh, Jeremy Marquis, Marquis, uh, Jeremy. Yep, in English, uh, selected by Radio Television Belgique de Communique Francois, otherwise known as RTBF. Went to number two in Belgium. Uh, won The Voice Belgium, 21 years old. Um, it's fine. I've written, it's okay. Bit poppy, strong voice, catchy, plain. Um, that sums up Belgium for me. <laughs> Jared, Belgium. Yeah, I've said this is middle of the road. It's got like a little bit of like a gospel element to it, but I feel not enough of a gospel element to it. Um, I just can't see it standing out at all. So I've said it's going to uh, miss out on the final. Alex, Belgium. I said it was cool. I don't mind it. <laughs> I mean, I thought maybe they'd be able to bring a really cool like performance element to it, but I, I don't actually know if we're going to get that. But I thought like if they can, I think if they can get a cool performance in, it's got enough about it to get in. So I've got it in. Um, but yeah, if it, if it missed, I wouldn't be super shocked. This might be the first one that Alex, you're the only one saying it's going in because I've got it saying no for me. No, sorry, Belgium. Uh, what was it? What was the year that Belgium had a really good song recently and they didn't? win it was that fairly recent i feel belgium had a good song um they got like was that the city lights maybe yeah i didn't like it but i think it finished top five ish i think yeah yeah no it it did it did well uh they won eurovision once uh belgium all the way back in 1986 good for you belgium 19th last year top 10 four times since 2000 final 10 times semi-finals 10 times so it's a 50 50 for belgium and 20th favorite according to eurovision world so that's a solid yes from them but um yeah, we'll see. Um, Cyprus. I just love what I've written here. Well, it's very Cyprus. Uh, <laughs> that's my, literally what I've written. Ella by Andro Mush and Andro Mush, um, selected by CYBC. Uh, she is Greek, but born in Germany. She's 27 years old. Uh, I've written very Cyprus. Sounds Mediterranean. Fun, catchy, poppy dance. I like it. Um, uh, you would you never really fail with Cyprus. Fuego, come on. Um, yeah. Uh, it's solid. It's very Cyprus. That's all I can say. Marcus, Marcus Bagdadis, eat your heart out. Um, Alex, start with you, Cyprus. All right. Every year, similar rhythm, similar artist, probably similar result. Give up, like, Fuego. I, ever, ever since Fuego, yeah, like they, they realized with Fuego, they hit the bloody jackpot. And every year they're kind of there, but they gradually go further away from it, but not by a large amount. Like it's enough that it's still there. But that's what I feel every time. And I, I think it's the same with this. It's I was like, oh, yeah. But then straight away, I was like, of course they did this. Of course they did. Um, I think it'll make the final. Um, it'll probably end up bottom half of the final because that's now where it, it's not It's not Fuego is the easy way to put it. And it's Hashtag not replay. Not Fuego. It's not Fuego. It's not replay. It's it's good enough for the final, but it's I, I don't think it's, yeah, getting to the top half. Oh, poor Cypress. Jared. 
Yeah, like I've said, like it's like it's a nice like summer song. It's mid tempo. It's ethnic. Um, it is very like typical Cyprus. I think it's going through, but I agree. Like it's not going to stand out particularly in any way. I've got to go through too. So that's a that's a three peat for going through. So uh, yeah, all right, Cyprus, Good. do well. Um, never won it. Got second. Uh, did you know that uh, they got second in two thousand eighteen? I don't think they've they they've they never talk about it. Um, they were sixteenth last year. They made the top ten three times since two thousand. Final thirteen times, semi final six times. I believe they've made the final every year since two thousand fifteen. So they're solid, and eighteenth uh, favorite for Cyprus. So there you go. Um, a song that I like a lot, Czech Republic. We are Domi. A lights off. Um. Which Czech Republic, I feel, have always very solid for a country that's never won it as well. Um, they are a Czech-Norwegian electro-pop band. That's what I've always wanted to have in uh, Eurovision. They won Eurovision Song CZ 2022. I've written it's catchy, dancey, upbeat, fun, radio-friendly. This is a song that I feel like you could just be flicking through your radio and you just hear it like it's just, you know, very radio-friendly. Um but I like it. It's it's one of my favourites, um, and I've got it going through. Um, and 17th favourite according to Eurovision World, so it's a bit high on that. But, um, yeah, time for the Czech Republic to win. They've never won it. Six in 2018, the Czechs. But, uh, yeah, Alex, are they going to be signing a Czech and making themselves through to the – that didn't work. Just ignore that. <laughs> no, it's all right. It was an effort. Um, it- <laughs> the, the motto of this show, it's all right. Yeah. It was an effort. <laughs> they tried. Um I don't have it going through. I said Aww. it's another dance number. It's got good rhythm. I was a bit underwhelmed by the vocals that went with it. I, I just wasn't, I wasn't super, yeah, super jazzed about it. And I think there's a lot of interesting songs in this. So something had to miss off my list. Oh, poor Czech Republic. Jared, give me some Czech love. This is my favorite song from this Aww. year. By Yay. like a mile. Like it's on repeat. I think it was like the second or third entry released and like it hasn't gotten old. Um, I do agree that like, I'm a little bit worried because the vocals were not great in like the preseason parties and stuff, but from like the rehearsal clips, like it's looking like it's back on track. So, um, I hope this makes through, I really want this to finish top 10. I think it deserves top five. I don't think it'll get there, but I think it's going through to the final. Yay. Czech Republic love. Um, yeah. Never won Eurovision six in 2018 semifinals last year, uh, top 10 only once. And that was obviously back in 2018. Made the final three times, missed out six times. So they haven't, uh, well, I guess what, they missed a few, didn't they? But they've only been competing since like 2007. So I guess they used to be Czechoslovakia, right? So like, you know, there's a few things going there. Um, 17th favorite Eurovision world, as I said, but uh, no, good song. Uh, Speaking of good songs, another one I'm a fan of, Estonia. Um, always love Estonian things. 12th, they're going into this. Uh, I should say Czech Republic are performing last as well, by the way, so that could give them a bit of hope. Speaking of hope, uh, Estonia, the song is called Hope. That was a good segue, Ben. Hey, I bounced back from my Czech Republic thing. Uh, Stefan, I don't know about the name, but she'll go for him, won Ishi Lol 2022. He's 24 years old, and we were talking about the masked singer. Well, our man Stefan won Estonian masked singer. Uh, he was the character of Ares. So there you go, just for those wondering, oh, what mask did he wear? He wore the mask of Ares. Uh, I've written it's catchy, it's epic, great vocals, epic, Viking slash Nordic, goosebumps, I like it. Uh, (laughs) That's how I've described this song. I do, yeah, this is a good song. And Estonia is another one of these countries that I feel like I always like have a soft spot for. Um, They won it, of course, what was it, back in 2001. So I've got it going through. I like you, Estonia. Jared, what's your take on Estonia? Yeah, I think this is catchy. It's got like anthemic vibes with that I hope bit. Um, like Wild West Avicii vibes as well. Yeah. I think like it's 
easily going through. I will say this to me from the rehearsals is the staging that's most affected by the sun. It's like arid desert, black semicircle, arid desert again. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's comfortably going through. I think it will do quite well, particularly with the televote. Alex? I like it. I said, is it too basic? But then I went, I think the character is really interesting, which is the main thing that I think kind of drew me to it as well. So yes, I've got it going through. I was a little bit worried. I think that it was going to get kind of, I don't know why I think it was going to get pigeonholed as like a little bit too kind of, I guess like boppy, but not like really exciting. But I think there's enough about it. As he said, Stefan himself seems really interesting as like a character that you feel like you could get behind. Well, he was a masked singer, so he's used to being a character. So good for him. Yeah, 2001, they won Eurovision uh, semi-final last year. Been in the top 10 seven times since 2000. Final seven times, semi-finals ninth, last final 2019. 16th favourite, according to Eurovision World. Uh, another favourite country of mine every year, Finland. Now, we remember a song from like 2003 called In the Shadows, and I didn't even realise that the Rasmus were Finnish for God's sakes. Um, this is like Hoover Phonic competing for Belgium for a couple of years, like a band I'd actually heard of. Like, wow, the Rasmus are Finnish and they're back with their In the Shadows fame with Jezebel. Um, they won Uden Musiken Kipalu uh, in 2022. That song went to number four in Finland. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, In the Shadows um, went to number 23 in Australia, number three in the UK, number one in New Zealand back in 2003. It was a big song. I remember it. It was a really good song. Uh, they've been together since 1994, the Rasmus. Um, it's a good song. I've written it's rocky, catchy, good vocals. It's got a tiger roar in it. You can't go wrong with a tiger roar in a song. But it is going first. So I don't know if that's going to be dangerous for Finland. But I've got them going through. And I don't know if that's just the Rasmus, the big name that is the Rasmus. Uh, but 14th favourite according to Eurovision World. So they've got some traction as well. But um Alex, well, you were in the Shadows fan back in 2003, and were you surprised that the Rasmus were finished? Did we know that back in 2003? I'm going to have to look that up. I, I'll be oh, honest. Oh, look it I up. Don't You'll even, know the yeah, song. I, I think I, if I'm you sure look I it will, up. but on the top of my head, I'm like, what? <laughs> but, yeah, um, I like this. I think I wrote, like, man, really, everyone did really go for a lot more rock this year, but, like, I do I do like this. I think it's good. I Again, I don't know if it's the best of the rock songs, but I think it will get through. I think The Rock's best song was um, You're Welcome, actually. That was a pretty uh, good song. He's a bit, a bit of a good singer, The Rock. Um, hashtag The Rock for Eurovision. Um, why not? Um, yeah, and look up in the shadows. I, I'm pretty sure you'll know it. It was one of these ones that I feel, because as soon as I saw the word the Rasmus, I'm like, didn't they do that song? Uh, and I was like, yeah. Um, Jared, the Rasmus, Finland, Jezebel. Finland doing like rock, it just feels right. Yeah. Um, like they did <laughs> rock last true. year. Lordy, obviously. Um, and I'm fine if they just like keep on this trend of just sending like a rock song every year. Um, from what oh, I've I seen, like it. the staging looks good. <laughs> um, I the, like the vocals aren't great from the live rehearsals, but I think like there's enough to it that I think it'll go through opening the I show love- as well. I feel like that helps. I love like these trends of like, you know, Finland always sends rock now, uh, Cyprus always sends Fuego and Sweden always <laughs> sends good songs since 1974. Um, yeah, obviously one Europe, famously, 2006. It's one we all remember and love. Um, they were six last year. They've been in the top ten only twice, though, since 2000. Made the final 11 times, semifinal seven times. Um, last year was the first time Finland finished in the top ten since they won it. So uh, there you go. And Eurovision World have them at 14th. 
And seriously, look up. I, I would say we would close within the shadows, but we know we're closing with Norway. So, like, I'm just saying that right now. Not even eat your salad. That's, you know that Norway is good when you're not even closing with eat your salad. Um, let's go to Georgia. I fucking love this song. Uh, I want to say Circus Mercus, but is it pronounced Circus Mercus? Because that's what they say in the song. Um, it was selected by the Georgian Public Broadcasting Group. The song is called Lock Me In. It's in English. Uh, Georgian progressive rock, the, the genre we didn't know we needed. Needed. I've written love it, fun, weird, catchy, different, synthic, epic. Um, I fucking love this song. This is maybe my top few favourites. There's something about this song which is so circus mercus, circus mercus, like come on, whatever they're called, so good. Um, I don't see why it's not getting more love. Um, I don't know if this is the most batshit crazy song in this semi. Hello, San Marino. But... Um, I'll start with you, Alex. Circus Mercus, Circus Mercus, Georgia. Please tell me I'm not the only one who loves this song. Oh, no. I've got could be incredibly entertaining on there. <laughs> and then I've got, I don't know why, but I get like wiggles, but like yeah. adult vibe. Yeah. I don't know what, yes. that's just the vibe I get with it. I was like, it's almost <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like the wiggles went a little more edgy with whatever they decided to do. Like that's the Back vibe the I kind of get with it. Um, <laughs> yes, absolutely. So I've got it going through. I don't know whether Yay. it will. I've probably <laughs> sacrificed some good songs to actually put it in. So, you know, I really feel like I'm compromising like the chances of actually winning anything just to put a few of these in now, but I, I do enjoy it. And like there, there's less kind of, I feel like out of the semis, this one's got, yeah, less of the, kind of novelty act so it's got a chance i think of picking up more interests um, in this one i've got to go through and i'll say i've sacrificed a few that probably will make it just because i want this to make it and kind of say wiggles now that they've won the triple j's hottest 100 wiggles for eurovision 2023 I, bring them back i went i went to their og concert um last Ooh. month can vouch it was incredible Fantastic. I, I should have bought extra merch that they're, they're, they're like <laughs> basketball jerseys with like 91 and wiggles i, I should have oh. bought it it was amazing Did i you actually never find went- them? they're incredible I um I interviewed Jeff many years ago and I got given a free form like four ticket family pass and I'd never seen the Wiggles and I'm like fuck I need to see the Wiggles it was like front row and everything but I'm like I can't go by myself that's awkward so I had to find a friend with children and then ended up and that was the original Wiggles that was like the original four and like I was front row and surrounded by kids I didn't give a fuck I was like twenty uh, whatever at the time I'm like yeah Wiggles <laughs> I could I could vouch going to a full Rod Laver arena with a bunch of drunk over eighteens oh. for the original Wiggles is like it top tier top tier I think we could definitely get them for Eurovision no one would complain if the they went to you like seriously like that would be the best like and bring back the original four no offense to the hashtag new Wiggles. But like I want, and actually, and bring back what's he say? Was it Sam, the one that got shunned basically when he yeah, he's the one that everyone's erased from existence. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, just make them the cockroaches again. That was a good song. Their one hit wonder in the eighties. Um, Jared Georgia, the Georgian Wiggles. <laughs> Georgia is just so like unapologetically themselves. They're really like the oddest <laughs> Eurovision nation. I think you never know what they're gonna send. Uh, and I feel like they don't care like how they do. Like, it's just like, oh, well, we we feel like sending this, so we're going to send it. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is making it through and it kind of crushes Aww. me. It's so it's so wacky and out there. Um, I'm excited to watch it. I think it'll be like a, it's like a real pick me up in the semifinal. Um, but I just can't see it going through, but like, I love it all the same. 
Hashtag justice for Georgia. Again, when they got invaded, no one like made them win. I think they actually withdrew, didn't they? So, I mean, probably they probably would have won that year, but they kind of didn't show up. Um, but, yeah, they haven't made the final since 2016, Georgia. Poor things. They never won Eurovision. They were ninth in 2010 and 2011. Um, I've written here their lyrics, show me what you got on the counter. I don't know why that's my favourite line in the song. Um They've been in the top 10 twice uh, and, yeah, final seven times, semi-final six times, 28th favourite Eurovision world. Come on, boo. Better than that Eurovision one. Um, Ireland, uh, the greatest nation in the history of Eurovision. Um, the song is called That's Rich by Brooke. She's actually Northern Irish. Don't know if that's a point of contention there for the Irish that they're sending someone from Northern Ireland. But anyway, they all want to be one island. I know how it works. Um, she won Euro Song 2022. She's 23. She actually was third in season nine of The Voice UK. Good for her. Um, I like this song. I think it's, it's very Avril Lavigne-y, uh, I want to say. You know, kind of that early 2000s. Hey, everyone, let's do a bit of pop rock, essentially. Uh, it's catchy. It's, um, right now I can think of the song and it's in my head. But I'm sadly saying it's not making through. I, I want it to because Ireland's kind of like that innocent nation that sends Jedwood and we're kind of like, oh, we won so much. We don't want to do well. And like they kind of, you know, struggle to think if they're going to be good or not. They are the better Britain, uh, <laughs> which is true in life as well. Let's be honest. Um, when Scotland becomes an independent nation, then the true music comes out. Um, but yeah, sad. I'm not sending Brooke through. I want to. I like her. I like this song, but I don't think it's going to make it. Uh, Jared, Ireland. This is another one of my personal favorites. I think it's so catchy. It's just fun. Brooke, I, as an artist, like if you watch any of her interviews, she's like the most charismatic person on like the planet. She just goes off on these tangents and it's amazing. Um, I have said that it's going through and I think that's Ooh. more heart than head, but I don't care. Like it just, it deserves to go through. All right. I'd be happy if it went through. Alex? I like it. I, I do enjoy it. I did write. I unfortunately think it will be considered a basic commercial pop tune. And unfortunately <laughs> that goes against it, but I like it. I like basic commercial. I'm a basic white dude, but like, I, I just, I, I, I just don't see it going through, unfortunately, but if it goes through, I will not be disappointed. Like I've actually liked their entries the last few years. Their staging was real weird last year that really kind of messed everything up. But like, I'm yeah, I'm always hopeful for their entries. Yeah, Ireland's just, Ireland's good. You know, they just, I think they live off their success from the 90s and they just send solid entries. So good for them. Um, clearly won Eurovision seven times, most successful nation. I always love that trivia fact when you say to people, who's the most successful nation? Oh, it's definitely Sweden. No, it's Ireland. Um, 1970, 1980, 1987, 92, 93, 94, 96. Uh, semifinals last year. They've only been in the top 10 three times since 2000. And wasn't that always Jedwood, basically? Um Made the final 11 times, missed out nine times. Their last top 10 was 2011. Their last final was 2018. They've only made the final once since 2013. So poor old Ireland. Bring back Dustin hate, the Turkey. You hated that Ireland song too. Yeah, I do. I remember that one actually. Yeah, that was a <laughs> shit one. Um, but I, I like the one time when I'm like, I oh, fuck Ireland. But like generally Ireland is just, you know, there. I, no one dislikes Ireland. Ireland's a great country. Um, 30th favourite. Poor old Brooke, not going through. Speaking of favourites... It's a, it's a Euros Vision favourite. It's Israel. Uh, hello, Golden Boy. It's still probably the best song we've ever talked about, right, besides Boggy. Uh, Michael Ben David. I never trust a person with two first names, let alone three. Um, but the song is called I Am. Uh, it's in English. Uh, he won. And this is actually the interesting thing. The winner of X Factor Israel got to represent Israel, which I 
I mean, generally they send all the acts are from like X Factor or The Voice. So just make that the incentive. That saves you doing a jury vote. Um, he's 25 years old. He's Michael Ben David. Uh, I like it. Uh, it's very Israel. I've written. It's a great song. It's fun, catchy. Um, standard Israel. I don't think Israel ever sends a bad song, do they? Um, bring back Golden Boy. Um, Toy. Yeah, it's kind of gotten a bit old now. But uh, Alex, let's start with you. Israel. Is it better than Golden Boy? No. Uh, no, <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Um, of course not. <laughs> it's kind, it's kind of cool. There, there's a bit to it. I, I don't have it going through, and that's purely trying to squeeze in ten from this one was tricky. Um, yeah. But I, I think it's a cool song. If it, if it gets through, I won't be disappointed. I've got it going through. I think that's maybe a hot it's take because yeah, but I, I I've I've got it going through. I think it will sneak in. Um, and again, I'm forgetting to mention where they're going in order. This is going second, so it's very early. Ireland was going tenth, uh, Georgia fifth, and we mentioned Finland was going first. Um, Jared, uh, Israel. I don't love the song, but to Michael's credit, like he performs like the hell out of it. Like there's nothing more that he could do if he doesn't get through. It's because of the song. It's nothing to do with his performance. Um, so I've said it's not going through. Okay. I'm the only one there. Oh, well, poor Israel. Uh, Israel have won Eurovision four times, 78, 79, 98, 2018. They were 17th last year, top 10 four times since 2000, made the final 15 times, missed out only six times, have made in six consecutive finals. So uh, they're on a pretty good streak. And if they fail this year, we're bringing back Golden Boy next year. Uh, 19th. Oh, no, I'm looking at the wrong one here. No, I'm not. Uh, 31st favourite. I was about to say 19th favourite for the next song. But anyway, there we go. Um, let's go into... I've got, I think, the next four here looking at my notes. Uh, I feel they're just all very bland. They're all the same. So I might rush through these ones. <laughs> not the same. Oh, where's that coming through? Malta, Emma Muscat, I Am What I Am. Um, this is a 22-year-old model who comes from one of the richest families in uh, Malta. And she's doing a song called I Am What I Am. What, rich and attractive? Okay. Um, she won the Malta Eurovision Song Contest to go through. Uh, I've written it's very bland pop, basic, radio-friendly, bit Delta, unmemorable. Um, Jared, Malta. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Yeah, I agree. I'm just looking at my notes and I haven't even written anything for them, which I think is, <laughs> is probably a fair enough statement. This is just, it's so... Like junior Eurovision, it's pandering to the juries. <laughs> oh, I can't see any person like picking up the phone to vote for it. Um, and also, Except like, it wasn't the family. song that she won the selection with. She changed hmm. songs, really? and the song that she won with was like it wasn't great, but it was better than this. So it's just wow. It just annoys me that fact as well. Um, so I don't think it's going through. Emma Muscat is that Kevin's daughter, Alex? Or don't know Manny Muscat though, who played for Wellington, maybe possibly. Right. Um, okay. I actually do have this going through. I'm not hundred percent sure why in my head that like, as soon as I listen to it though, I'm like, this sounds so familiar. What, what it's so familiar. It's catchy. It's wh where is it? And then I was listening to one of the ones that I was like, it's just like that one called post Malone. It's like, we party all night long. We party mm. like post Malone. I'm like, wait a minute. This is just the exact same. Like the chorus <laughs> feels almost identical. Like the way she kind of gets into that. I'm like, you could, like, it, this feels like it's just, she's stolen the song almost the way that I was suddenly like, hang on, this is too similar. This is like almost identical when you kind of put bits of that together. She's she's rich. She can probably afford to yeah, pay for exactly. the plagiarism and everything along those lines. Um, I've got it not going through, I should mention. Um, 
Malta have never won Eurovision. They were second in 2002 and 2005. Seventh last year, top 10 six times since 2000. They made the final 14 times, missed out seven times. Uh, 19th favourite for Malta. So, um, sure. Um, yeah, another bland, uneventful one. Montenegro. Um, cool. They exist. Breathe by Vladana. It's in English and Italian. Selected by uh, the RTCG. Um, she's 35 years old and the song apparently is about a difficult family situation that she experienced recently. So it's good. Um, I've written, it's generic, it's pop, it's nothing amazing. And there's a violin. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember this song looking at it now. So, um, Alex Montenegro. So my note was it's in three, four rhythm instead of four, four. And that was purely as a dancer who tries to like run a Eurovision social once a year for my dancing that I was like, Hey, a three, four song. I can use this for new Vogue rhythm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, that, that, that's, that's the only winning thing on it for me. I've, I said, other than that, I don't think it's good enough for the final. Okay. Jared Montenegro. Yeah. Not a fan. It's, it's too melodramatic. I'm fairly sure there's a line in it that's sunk along the lines of, the air is what I breathe. I'm like, well, obviously. Um, <laughs> oh, deep. Very deep. Yeah, I, I, I can't see it going through. I don't think anyone's going to give it love, jury or televote. So we're all saying a no for Montenegro. No for Montenegro. Um, poor old Montenegro. They've only ever made the finals twice <laughs> back in 2014. Never since. Uh, they didn't compete last year. They uh, they last competed in 2019. The highest place ever was 13th in 2015. So they never even made a top 10. Um, and then, yeah, 35th favourite according to Eurovision World. Poor old Montenegro. Like, why bother? Send back Hungary. Send back Turkey. Like, you know, Slovakia, Luxembourg. Come on. They're, they're wasting a spot, Montenegro. No, no offense, but uh, anyway. Speaking of wasting a spot this year, North Macedonia, um, Andrea and Circles. Um, she won Za Eurosong twenty twenty two. She is twenty twenty. She's twenty two, not twenty twenty two. That's a bit old, Ben. Uh, the songs in English. Um, apparently, she was inspired by the Harlem music scene, and I'm saying right now, I'm recording this in Harlem right now, and. I don't necessarily walk around the streets hearing Circles by Andrea, so I don't know what she's smoking. Um, I've written very generic pop, sounds like a radio song. Jessica Malboy, it's fine. Um, Eurovision World said this is the 40th favourite, so I don't know what else. I'm saying it's not going through. Alex, North Macedonia. Yeah, I wrote it's a little bit classic Eurovision, but it's not exciting Eurovision. Mm. I yeah. thought that was the best way to put it, so I don't think it's going through. It's not... Jared. It's not it's not dreadful, but it's no, it's not. It's not the worst song. There's worse songs in this, but it's just, it's just there. Yeah, it's uninteresting. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I just wrote that Andrea seems passionate about what she's singing, but I don't connect with it. Um, <laughs> so I don't think they're going through. <laughs> oh, poor North Macedonia. I'll say that they're performing eleventh. Montenegro going fifteenth. Um, never won Eurovision seventh in 2019. Uh, semi-final last year. They've only made the top ten once. That was in 2019. Final eight times. Semi-final ten times. They've only made two finals since 2008, in 2019 and 2012. And as I said, Eurovision World dead last, 40th favorite. Poor old Eurovision. Up. Uh, poor old North Macedonia, I should say. Um, Poland. Um, this song is called River, and it is by Ochman. Ochman. It's all in uh, English. Now, um, I just want to read out that they won the Polish vote, and this is the name of the competition. Let me butcher this. V2B Sir Europe. Vyabumi hit na Euroz. Yep, that's their entire title for what they call their competition. Uh, he's 22 years old. He won the Polish voice. Cool. 
Um, I wrote, it's okay. Generic pop, whiny, fine, nothing memorable. It picks up a bit. Um, <laughs> Poland, Alex. I think out of like all the ballads this year, this might be the one I like the most. I quite like it. I think it seems like a good jury song. I feel like it's got a lot of vibes to songs that have done well in the past. I think it's got enough about it to be interesting. And I feel like when I looked at like songs like Australia and when they kind of do, yeah, I guess they're what they've done this year. I was like the first one I always go in my head. All right. What am I comparing it to? Poland always was one of my head where I was like, all right, this is what I'm kind of, vibing is like a good kind of ballad this year so i guess i've used it as like the yardstick i guess for whether i think it's a good ballad or not so i i, I like it i think it'll go through i think it i think it will do well i don't know televoter wise but i think when we're talking like high level jury votes like by the final you could see some like 8 10 12s for poland if it depending how the jury's feeling well it's highly ranked eurovision world have its sixth mm. favorite uh, right now and I will say that it's going 14th uh, in the order I've got it going through I should mention I keep forgetting to do that so I, I do have it going through even though I'm not a huge fan of it um, Jared Poland yeah this is another member of like the sad boys club um, <laughs> I do think it's the male ballad of the year um, I'm not sure about like the snippets of staging that they've released they do like overlays of like rain and like thunder and like shaky camera I feel like it looks a bit cheap um, but I do think that it's going through Never won Eurovision Poland. It's kind of like maybe like when we were in Portugal won it a few years ago, it's kind of like, oh, Portugal's never won it. Like Poland's maybe that country where it's like, oh, Poland's never won Eurovision. Um, their highest place was second back in 1994. They were semifinals last year, top 10 twice since 2000, made the final eight times, semifinal nine times, haven't made the final since 2017 Poland, but I think they should be safe this time around. Yeah, sixth favourite according to Eurovision World. Um, another country now that is uh, generally one of my favourites, I always like Romania. Uh, the song is Lea Mame, uh, WRS. They won the Selectia Nationale uh, in 2022. He is 29 years old, is WRS. Um, so, yep, good for him. Sounds like, is that a Subaru, WRX, whatever it is? Um, <laughs> I like this song. Uh, I've written electro, funky, disco, pop. I like it. Good sound and dance and Arabic sounding. Um, yeah, it's bit of Eurovision-y. I like it. Dancey. But um, I've sadly not got it going through. <laughs> I can't put my personal love for this song to go through. 35th favourite according to Eurovision World. So, uh, yeah, not too popular on that list. But uh, Jared, Romania. I'm a fan. I feel like I'm normally a fan of Romanian songs. This, I think, is it's fun. It's like Latin party vibes. Um, they haven't done so great in the past couple of years, but they used to really be a sure thing. Um, so I think this is also like another, like more heart than head, but I've said they're going through. Oh, yay. Good. I like it. Well done. Alex is nodding. I feel, are you on the, are you on the Romanian train? Or literally we've got a song about a train to Romania. So (laughs) I mean, it fits. I'm in a similar boat where I'm like, yeah, I I do enjoy this. It's a classic upbeat tune. I think it's, I think it's fun. I just worry that maybe it won't stand out enough. I don't have it going through. No, I, I just worry that maybe it's a bit too, yeah, it's not going to quite do enough. But again, no. it's one of those where if it goes through, more than happy with that. Why didn't Romania and Moldova like team up? Like, could we not have like sequel songs? Like, you know, the, the Moldovans like, yeah, we're leaving the station. Then all of a sudden Romania's like, yeah, we've arrived. Like, I mean, a big, there's a super group, Bubba the Bulgarian super group. Like this fucking Moldova and Romania come together to perform. Like, they're Knowing their life, they'd be- get the opposite way around then and they'd always they'd have Romania go on stage first or something <laughs> just to really mess with everything 
There's something that would fuck with the world in 2023 if uh, Ukraine and Russia did a song together. Whoa, the peace come together. Eurovision solves world peace. Um, Romania also never won Eurovision. Uh, third in 2005-2010, semi-finals last year. Not made the final since 2017. Finished top 10 five times since 2000. Final 16 times, semi-finals three times. Eurovision World, as I said, 35th place. All right, let's get to the perennial favourites of Eurovision. San frickin' Marino. And you had Flow Rider last year, which you thought could not be topped. We see you, Flow Rider, and we raise you stripper by Achille Lauro. Um, he won the Una Voice per San Marino. Uh, this song is in Italian and English. He's 31 from Italy. Um, some of the lyrics in this include, Ah, I love Britney, like a virgin, virgin. He mentions Madonna. You know I'm going to love it. Yeah, this song's amazing. It's typical San Marino. It's brilliant. It's great. And the thing that I appreciate about San Marino now is we don't even need to sing their praises anymore because finally Europe's catching up. They've made two consecutive finals for the first time in their life. They're going to make a third consecutive final because this song's epic and it's 15th favourite. I don't think San Marino have ever seen that type of love before, have they? So, um... Yeah, this is going through for me. I fucking love this song. Um, Jared, San Marino, how much do we like it? I love San Marino. I don't. Oh, no, Jared. <laughs> do it. I don't <laughs> love the song, but I, but I think that the staging is going to be like, like incredible and like crazy from like the snippets. There's like, like cages and like mechanical bull, like this, like they've thrown everything at this. So I think this is going to be amazing to watch. I think the song itself feels like dated and it's not like the best of like the joke entries. Um, so I've said that it's not going to go through, Aww. but I mean, I'm always pulling for San Marino. So I wouldn't be upset if it did go through. You make a couple of finals, you get a bit of money so you can afford a ball. Um, and what are you talking about joke entry? San Marino takes their entries very seriously. They're, they're literally listening just going, joke entry? What? Like, this is this is very serious San Marino rock music. What are you talking about? Alex, jump on board the San Marino love. Come on. I, I do have it going through. I will say Yay. that. I do think, <laughs> but and I, I feel like you maybe benefited from not watching Eurovision last year where I do get a little bit of a, all right, we're going to try and do what Italy did and then kind of like <laughs> almost one up it in a different direction because it does feel very much like San Marino trying to copy Big Brother to bring something similar, <laughs> but also go completely weird, I guess. But I guess that's kind of what worked last year. Um, Surprised to bring so in Snoop Dogg. Will- He's connected to Eurovision now. So, you know, they got Flo Rida last year. Bring in Snoop yeah. Dogg. Kelly Clarkson. Uh, yeah, there's. I think there's definitely some kind of like, I think the lead, he, I, I think he wants to be Manis. He wants to be the lead of Maniskin. Like you can kind of oh, see doesn't. it in the way he goes without it. Then. So I, I think it'll get through. I think it'll have enough about it. Um, I'm probably not as high as, as Ben is on it, but I, I think it should make the final. <laughs> so let's establish this fact. I hate UK, but love San Marino. You two love UK and don't like San Okay. Um, standard Eurovision, Eurovision. That's how we work, right, Jared? <laughs> True. Can we, can we appreciate the fact that in their like national final, they had 299 participants? <laughs> <laughs> That's the population like San of San Marino, Marino. The smallest country. And then just like, oh, we, we've got to pick the best song. Uh, what's a good number of finalists to have? Uh, 299, not 300, <laughs> 299. <laughs> Did Valentina What was his name? Sir Hit or whatever his name is the last couple of years as well. Like, but this is the thing with San Marino, right? They've started winning Olympic medals. They're making the finals of Europe. Like, look out, world! San Marino's on the scene. Um, like, wow. I, I, feel like I really thought them bringing Flowrider in would kind of open the doors now <laughs> to some more like kind of 
guest <laughs> entries from America in the future. Like, because they sorry. tried it a few years ago with that other guy as well that wasn't as exciting, like Jimmy Wilson or something like that. How, how, how did that work? Like, Florida is just like, is he just not doing much anymore? And then just like, he's, he gets every year, like, gets contacted by, oh, they want you to be, oh, no, I will only do a guest spot in Eurovision if San Marino contacts me. Like, like how did they get Florida? San Marino of all countries. Florida was the moment. <laughs> him, in, him in his, like, just coming shorts. in like his, his shorts on the stage, not really knowing what was happening, just trying to vibe along. And the fact I'm like, I'm still annoyed. The fact that it wasn't Sam Marino's highest scoring entry ever, like absolutely robbed. Oh, uh, Flo Rida did not look impressed. <laughs> I just can't believe he was there still. It's just so stupid. So good. Everyone take, everyone take a moment to remember Flo Rida at Eurovision. Uh, obviously never won Eurovision. 19th in 20. Was that Say Nana? Was that 2019 mm-hmm. that they got that? Oh, that's a good song. I'm calling it now. They're breaking their 19th because they're 15th favorite. They're, they're making the final. And they're beating their highest ever place. Um, they were 22nd last year with Flow Rider. Never made the top 10. Only made the final three times in their history. Uh, but again, last year was the first time they made consecutive finals. So there you go. Just quickly before we go to the last two, um, just on the American Song Contest. I have, I've got it. Like I haven't watched it yet. And here in New York, they're advertising like billboards all around the subways or anything. Have either of you watched it? Like Alex watched any of the... No, Jared, have you watched so, any of it? No, haven't no. listened to a single song. Apparently, so apparently, I, I was talk, talking to Colin about it, and apparently, like it's like Michael Bolton's competing, and yeah, like that, Jewel is competing for Alaska. Like what? Yeah, I was <laughs> saying, my, Michael Bolton is the one name I remember. I looked at the list very briefly when they announced them all, and that was the one name that I did. I was like, oh crap, okay. This I thought it was weird. just like I thought it was just like an American Idol, like where just like people off the yeah. street walked in. I didn't realize they were selecting like actual like. No offense to people who walk off the street and compete on American Idol, but like, it's um yeah like I've got it. I'm gonna watch it. It's on my list of things to watch because now that they've announced that Canada are doing one, like fucking Justin Bieber for Ontario 2023. Come on, Celine Dion for Quebec. Like it's gonna bring a triumphant return. Nickelback. I don't know where they're from in Canada. Probably from Alberta, judging on their music. But um, Saskatchewan for the win <laughs> next year. Colin will be entering for Manitoba. By the way, he's uh, officially throwing his hat in. That just goes to show the strength of Manitoba music. So there you go. Um, Serbia. Um, can we just mention the lyric of "What is the secret behind Megan Markle's healthy hair?" <laughs> like. That enough sells it for This is, again, the weird year of, of fucking Eurovision. They won the Pesma za Eurovision 2022 Constraca in Corpro It's in both Serbian and Latin. Now, you made laugh about me saying, like, oh, man, woman, man, woman. I honestly didn't know this was a woman until I looked it up. I thought this was a man. I'm sorry, Constraca. Like, I honestly thought this was a male singer. Like, oh, it's a woman. 43, so I believe she's the oldest uh, singer this year. Um... I like it. Like it's it's weird. Like it's literally because it's like it's not in English. So when I first heard it, and you hear like the Megan Markle, I'm like, did they just say Megan Markle? And then you look it up, and they say Megan Markle. Um, yeah, there's just something about it. The way it picks up, and it's got like it gets epic as well, and that it's really catchy, and it it's strange, but I like it. Um. Kind of like my love for Novak Djokovic. There you go, Serbia. Um, going third in the final. I should mention Sam Marino's going seventh. Um, yeah, I like it. I, I just I just like this song. It's singing about Megan Markle's perfect hair. Why wouldn't you like it? I've got it going through. Alex, Serbia. 
I, I, I don't know with it, man. Like I, I don't have it going through and it was purely oh. because of picking other entrants. It's nothing against it personally. I just feel like there were other ones that I wanted to put through, but I'm very intrigued by it. Like it felt like reading about it. The, the Megan Markle thing is hilarious. It's like, it's so, I don't, I don't even know with it, man. Like it's, it's one of those where I'm just like, I'm, I'm really going to be intrigued to see what this was like. I want the Wiggles next year to like sing about, I don't know, like Kylie Minogue's hair or something like that. What is the secret to Kylie Minogue's hair? Um, <laughs> first Australian that came to my mind. Why not? Um, Jared, tell me you like, do you like Serbia? This is weird in like the best possible way. Um, I think it's amazing. The fact that she's just on stage washing her hands for the entire song is incredible. Very COVID. Um, I just like everything about it. And it, like the first time I listened to it, I'm like, mm, but like it grows on you like so much. And the performance on stage is so weird. Um, I think this is going to be like a televote powerhouse. I don't know what the jury is going to do with it, but I think it's, it's winning the televote in the semifinal. I think it's wow. going to be even up there with Ukraine. I just think everyone's like, it just feels like it's got momentum and everyone's going to be behind it. It's just so weird and out there. And it's just, it's amazing. So you've got to go through Alex. You said no. That's not going. Through. I said no, but yeah, as I said, I uh, I would. I'm pretty comfortable for it probably being like top ten, top fifteen overall. I, as um, I looked at it, and I was like, I'm not sure what to do with this. Oh uh, well, it's, it's uh, yeah. Do with it with good things that you wouldn't do with Novak <laughs> because yeah, sure. Uh, they won Eurovision in 2007, Serbia, of course. Uh, they were 15th in 2021, been in the top ten three times, uh, final ten times, semi-final. So they've, they've got a pretty good. Strike rate, Serbia of making the final. Only missed out three times. Um, and Eurovision World had them as a 10th favourite. So there you go. Speaking of good strike rate, we end it with Sweden. Uh, Cornelia Jacobs, Hold Me Closer. It is in English. Uh, won the very famous Melody Festivalen. Do you like? Do you actually watch all of them, Jared? Do you watch all the song selections? And is Sweden like the most epic one of all of them? I don't watch all of them, but like Sweden and just like the Nordic countries in general is just like the, like the best, like there's songs that like they could send like five songs and they'd finish in the top 10. Yeah. Well, I mean, Sweden, you just, you want to make any better than somebody making the final at Sweden. She's 30 years old. Um, It's not, look, it's not the best Swedish entry they've had recently, but it's still good. Like it's very Swedish. It's a solid pop song. You know, it's going to be good. Literally. I never look at a Swedish entry and go, it's going to be shit, right? Like, I've written it's decent pop, radio-friendly, bit Miley. I think it's a bit Miley Cyrus-sounding. Um, and I've just written solid Swedish. Um, I like it. It's obviously going through. It's Sweden. Don't be stupid. Um, Jared, anything else to add on uh, Cornelia Jacobs? Jacobs? I think it's really high quality. It's, like, it's simple. It's emotional. It's effective. Sweden finally sending, like, a female solo artist after just sending like men every year is like a good change for them, I think. And I think it will resonate with like doing better in like the televote, which they've been struggling with a bit lately. Um, jury's going to love it because they already always love Sweden. Um, I think it's comfortably going through. Alex. Yeah. I think like it's Sweden. It's a jury favorite always will be jury favorite. I, I think as you said, it's probably not my favorite Swedish entrant but that's you know not a major criticism given how many good entrants they put in over the years um it's a good ballad i think it's enjoyable um i i don't know if it can win but i think you know top 10 is reasonable well fourth favorite 
according yeah. to the Eurovision world. Um, they've won Eurovision six times. I, I just I just want them to get their seventh because it just feels wrong that Ireland are the most successful. should be Sweden. 1974, I wonder what happened that year. Uh, 1984, 91, 99, 2012, 2015. They were 14th last year. That was the first time they had missed out on the top 10 since 2013 and they have only missed the final once since 2000, the dark year of 2010. Sweden don't talk about that. Uh, but they've been in the top 10 14 freaking times since 2000. Very solid strike rate for the Swedes. Um, yeah, always always bet on Sweden. That's all I can say basically there. Uh, so there we go. Um, so just quickly, I'll, I'll go over our ranking. Oh, no, our rankings. What we're going to make in there. Who's going to make the final night? And you can confirm if I've fucked anything up here in the list. So I'm not cheating or anything. But just quickly... Um, Throw it out there, Jared. I know we've all kind of said our favourites and our least favourites. Just what's your favourite song, least favourite song, Jared? Quickly refresh our memories. Favourite song, Czech Republic. Least favourite song, Germany. Alex, what were, what were yours? So favourite song, Norway. Least favourite song, Slovenia. Yeah, I've gone favourite song, Norway, and least favourite is the UK or Australia. <laughs> so... Um, Sorry to our overlords as well as my own country. Um, so just quickly then going over the semifinals and what we said. And again, please, both of you, correct me if I've gotten any of these wrong here. So the first semifinal, Albania, we've all said yes, they're going through. Armenia, uh, I've said yes. Alex has said yes. Jared has said no. Austria, we've all said yes. Bulgaria, we've all said no. Croatia, we've all said no. Denmark, Jared's the only one who said yes. Uh, Alex and I have said no. Greece, we've all said yes. Iceland, we've all said no. Latvia, uh, yes for Jared and I. Alex has said no. Please be wrong, Alex. Um, Lithuania, we've both we've all said no except for Jared. You said yes. Moldova, we all said yes except for Jared. You said no. Netherlands, we've all said yes. Norway, we've all said yes because we're all smart. Portugal, I said no. You both said yes. Slovenia, we all said no. Switzerland, it was a yes and a yes from Alex and I and a no from Jared. Ukraine, all yes. Am all correct on the first semi-final? Did I fuck anything up there, guys? Cool. Right. Good. Thumbs up. Uh, second semi-final, Australia. I've said no. You've both said yes. Azerbaijan, we've all said no. Belgium, no. And a no from Jared and I. Alex, you've said yes. Cyprus, it's a yes from all of us. Czech Republic, it's a yes from all of us except for Alex. You said no. Estonia and Finland are both all yes for us. Georgia is a yes and a yes from Alex and I. Jared, you've said a no. Ireland is a no and a no uh, from Alex and I. I think, I think that's the other way around. I'm pretty well, sure which one? Jared... Jared's definitely a yes on Czech Republic. Was it Czech Republic or am I reading? Oh, no, no. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I've written that down. Sorry. I'm getting your names wrong again. You're both, you're both white guys. You look the same to me. Um, yeah, I've said yes to Jared. Uh, I've said, well, I say yes. Who doesn't say, yes, say to yes to Jared? To Jared. You can. <laughs> he's, he's the backbone of all the podcasts we do with him. Uh, yes and a yes to the Czech Republic. And Alex, you said no to the Czech Republic, right? Okay. Yes. Good. Uh, so, Estonia, Finland, we've all said yes. Georgia, it was a yes and a yes from Alex and I and a no from Jared. Ireland, it was a no and a no uh, from Alex and I and a Jared, a yes. Uh, Israel was a yes from me and a no and no from both of you. Um, Malta was a no and a no from Jared and I and a yes from Alex. Then both Montenegro and North Macedonia, we all said no. Poland, we all said yes. Romania was a yes from Jared and a no from Alex and I. San Marino was a yes and a yes from Alex and I and a no from Jared. Be wrong, Jared. Uh, Serbia was a yes and a yes from Jared and I and a no from Alex. Uh, Be wrong, Alex. And we've all said yes to Sweden. Uh, I think I got through all of those. So, yay, go us. Um, We'll be back for our final preview, which will be obviously after both of the semifinals. It's generally a pretty quick episode. We kind of just go over the performances and then we'll just rank in order where we're going to think. I'll pick our winners and go in order to get some more points there. Uh, So, again, time of recording this, 
we'll be releasing this before the first semi-final, but realistically, if you're listening to this, probably after the semi-final, so odds and things will change. Um, both of you, 5 a.m. start, so you're both going to watch them. And uh, I'll start with you, Jared. Uh, again, skipping SBS, I'm guessing Miff and what's-his-face. I don't mention him by name anymore. Um, they're back. So, yeah, Jared, you, you got the alarm set. You're ready to get up in four hours' time to watch it. I have got the alarm set. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, I feel like it's going to be a good year. I just just have that that feeling this year. I think it's going to be fairly strong and competitive and a few shocks thrown in, so I think it's going to be well worth watching. Jared, you got the alarm set or uh, you wait to the final? Because you've got a big party going. We'll talk about, obviously, what we're doing for the finals on our final preview, but, um, yeah, how are you prepping for the semis? I assume you mean me, Alex, in that one when you ah, went for a second, again, Jared. Yeah, Alex, sure, whatever. Generic <laughs> white guy too. Um, um, I haven't got it set at the moment. That's purely because I'm not working tomorrow, so I can kind of watch it at my own leisure if I need to. But I'm, I may decide to set one in the next kind of half hour or so. We'll see how I'm feeling. Um, and you, but yes. YouTube, you both avoid SBS or? <laughs> uh, bits of both. I, I, I've kind of got over it, I think, for SBS now, where it's like if they do a good job with it, I'm happy to watch it now. Um, but YouTube's been pretty convenient the last couple of years as well. I think I've been out of the country except for one that they did. I think that was the first year when didn't Joel like yell at someone some year. What was that year that somebody jumped on the stage and he yelled at, oh, God. He's still blocked by Joel. That's our biggest honour on this show. I, I take that as a badge of honour. Good for him. Um, Eurovision.wordpress.com. Uh, find us on social media. We're not really that prominent on there, but you can still find us and tell us what you think. Subscribe to all the channels. Uh, listen to us. Great. Literally, there's like three people listening to this right now, but it's fine. Uh, we don't do the show often. Listen to Aussie Vision. They're great. They're over there. They've got all the experts. They're probably interviewing freaking uh, the, the wolf people. So um, good for them. Um, and I want them to interview Eat My Salad people as well so i'll be listening out for that uh jared i know you're so pumped and excited you you might not even get four hours sleep right now because you're so excited for it but thank you again for joining us thank you it's it's been a blast and what's your name alex um yes yes i'm sorry i don't turn out much it's 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 very rare you can call (laughs) me can i call you Keith? if you don't like that can i call you uh jim um thank you for joining us and get pumped we're we're here We're, we're doing it we're excited always a pleasure and of course, we are going to close out with one song and one song only. Uh, here is Norway's entry. Give that wolf banana by Subwoofer. And we will speak to you in a couple of days' time to preview the final. Enjoy the semi finals, and we'll speak to you shortly on Eurovision. Good night. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. Give that wolf. Before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. I want your grandma, yum yum. And before that wolf eats my grandma, give that wolf a banana, give that wolf. Give that wolf.
for that wolf eats my grandma give that wolf a banana give that wolf Keith.